Predacon stole the golden disc Maximals came after them And they crashed both their ships Landed on the earth with two moons They fought in the beast wars I mean, what else were they gonna do? War and beast War and beast We talk about things like Energon and protoforms and sparks War and beast War and beast How the Maximals have no end game And Megatron's not smart War and beast War and beast Welcome to the War and Beast podcast, the podcast that is for the colony. I'm Greg. I'm John. I'm Jordan. And I'm Kendall. And this week we are reviewing episode 18, Spider's Game. Uh, overall, it was an interesting episode. So, yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll get into it, of course, and we'll give our thoughts at the end as we normally do. But uh, yeah, so it's been another week. Oh, Go figure. I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to have like a little news segment here for, for a moment. Uh, sure enough, right after we finished recording last week's episode, the trailer for Transformers 5 came. Oh, yeah? Yes. yes. I Literally, it, like, does it look any good? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go watch it right now, actually, while we're doing this. I should have... You know, it's my duty as a Transformers podcaster to see this trailer. <laughs> It's, uh, I mean, it's got Anthony Hopkins in it. And it works because um, mm-hmm. on, on uh, Totally Reprised, they had um, Luke watch the Cars 3 trailer. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so we will literally, <laughs> so you get to hear it f- here first, folks. Well, John John will be giving his live play-by-play thoughts of the so trailer. Adds for, for extra. If I remember right, it just looks like a Transformers movie. Oh, definitely. I, I did legitimately like Fox. the fact that somebody in the trailer says, why do they keep coming here? <laughs> it's a valid question. It's a very valid question. I'm seeing knights and uh, robot dragon. That's kind of cool, robot dragon. Yes. They're trying to see it. And this Nazi symbol now, okay. So Transformers been around since then, is what they're trying to say, I guess. Like The next step is G.I. Joe versus Transformers. You know, I would actually pay money to see that. So I, I would pay money to see the Rock video. team up with Optimus Prime. Yeah. Were, were there two GI Joe movies or just one? There was. No, there was two. two. I yeah. liked I liked the the design of a transformer that was lying in the dirt, and that little girl was looking at him. I guess. And then there's Optimus floating through space. Yeah. A sword. Because didn't he like fly into space at the end of the last episode, of the last movie? Yes. Which really made no sense to me whatsoever. Nah, it didn't. Uh, oh, Marky Mark's back. Sick. Yep. <laughs> Character was ridiculous in the last one, but kind of fun. Love how it's like, oh, I'm this buff dude who um, does science all the time and never eats, apparently, but how the fuck did I get as a buff if I never eat? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Because <laughs> he's got a little energy. girl, main character. That's kind of cool. 
Yeah, I think Lennox is back. Like the That's guy from a, the a military guy here. from the first three for the first three movies, he was in it. Ugh, um, that makes me not want to watch it. The military oh, subplots the, are ugh, the worst. Yeah. I kind of liked him in the first movie, but yeah, I got, I got a little too extreme. As I missed this, there's some cool imagery here, but it's still. I haven't heard a Transformer say anything yet, I don't think. I think you only hear been, one thing. It's all been humans talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's not think, about Transformers, it's about humans, and then Transformers are around them. Yeah. I think you do hear Optimus say one thing. Bumblebee and... Oh, you got to that part? What? Yep, you got to that part. <laughs> I don't Should know I what part you're talking Should about. Should I say what it is? Yes, it's well, not it's, a spoiler. It's been on for a week now, Bumblebee... So. Like yeah, like Optimus fucking went and stabbed Bumblebee and said, "Forgive me for what I must do" or some shit. And like, what? No, fuck yeah. off. Uh, <laughs> what's his name's on his shoulder? Maybe you just stabbed him. <laughs> oh, I'd be okay then. Kill Marky Mark. <laughs> yeah. Like again, like cool imagery and like some interesting stuff, but like it's just about humans. And it's like, god damn it! Like we don't watch Transformers movies. We watch humans. We watch. Yeah. Let's see Transformers stories. The like, only thing I hated about the last movie was like how f- fucking unlikable the Transformers were in that movie. Like they were mm. all dick bags. Like all the Autobots were just constantly like being angry and like hitting each other and like and like fighting and and like threatening the humans' lives. And then except for Optimus, who was like a little bit okay, but even him, he was kind of like a little like yeah. Happy. So you're saying it was like long. you're saying it was like Captain America: Civil War? No, because Civil War like. <laughs> It's a camaraderie in that movie. Like, I, like yeah, still, like, I know. likable character. Yes, like, even Iron Man's yes. likable in the movie, even though he's supposed to be kind of on the wrong side. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, it, I, it was yeah. it was so badly written the last movie. Um, although I do think Marky Mark was a more fun human character than Dan Wicky was. Sam Witwicky. Yeah. I just yeah. I mean, I think that the thing is, people talk about the. X Men movies and 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 to a less and well or maybe to a more extent of the fan, of that last Fantastic Four movie like it was a movie a comic book movie that was made in the year two thousand. I think that the Michael Bay movies are like a comic book movie that was made in the year two thousand seven when the first one was like it was it's very much of the time and it did not yeah. they haven't evolved with uh, sort of the storytelling the way that storytelling in these types of movies has evolved yeah. over the last few years. I agree with you, and I also think it's kind of sad that I think the first movie was the movie with the most Transformers stuff in it, like the most Transformers interaction. Yeah. Like, the other movies are all just, like, Sam running away from stuff happening and with and having wacky, zany adventures with a few Transformer characters on the side. And, like... Um, like that was a bit in the first movie, but it was forgivable because you were reintroduced to Transformers from his perspective, and it kind of worked in that way. Like I said before, I kind of liked how they utilized the in disguise part. Like yeah. it was secret invasion happening, and it was cool. But then they they kept going with that human focus and never really getting to the Transformers. Like I know there was like bullshit with like Leonard Nimoy's character in, in the third movie and stuff like that, but it wasn't um it wasn't enough, and it wasn't interesting. Like I don't know. Yeah. Aren't you guys glad that I have a nuanced opinion of of a four movie saga that I've seen two of the movies? <laughs> I'm I'm really what's wrong with the internet. Just well, just, I think it's I think it's fair though. Like you've seen the like you've seen the second movie. You've seen all of them, really. Pretty like, much. I was just about to say that if you've seen the first two, you're not really missing a whole lot with the next two. 
Well, I will yeah. see the mark my words before we finish Beast Wars. I will finish. I will watch the other two movies. Mark my words because I feel like I'm a. That's that's a, that's that's, a noble goal. I might try it too because I don't think I've seen all of them either. I just can't remember which ones I have seen. I've seen them all. Besides yeah. the first, I mean, I remember seeing the first. I saw the first three all the way through, and then I've seen bits and pieces enough oh, to get an maybe? idea of the story from the fourth. I think I saw the third one with a bunch of my friends, and that was like kind of fun because we were just making fun of it the whole time. But it was also like the longest fucking thing ever. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the, yeah, and I mean, the problem is like if that was the if that was the only Transformers option you had, the only nerdy superhero option you had. But I mean, there's just so much else out there. Totally, the Marvel yeah. movies are killing. Even it. you know should. Should we do? I just, a, saw, I, just saw, a, I just saw Doctor Strange actually, and that was really good. Like, <laughs> do you think we should do a bonus episode on Transmorphers sometime? Oh God, I've heard Morphers. stories about that. I've never <laughs> seen them though. Oh, I know what that is. It's the Asylum, and they're crazy movies. <laughs> I don't want to watch those movies. <laughs> uh. I, you know what? I would do a live commentary on those movies with you guys but i would not do like a video i would not watch it on my own and then (laughs) like and then go talk about it i I would i would do like a live like we're watching it and this is our live reactions and you can play it over the movie like a like a (laughs) track although not as good as our tracks because we're not like professional comedians but (laughs) almost do like a mystery science theater 3000 sort of thing yes i I was Sit down and watch us. If is, I did, I would like it'd be on in the background, and I wouldn't really watch it. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what that is. So yeah, cool. I'll end up. I'll probably end up uh, taking it outside, and then it turns out to be about about raping small children, and and then uh, sound like a pedophile and a misogynist, like I did last week. You did not sound like a pedophile or a misogynist <laughs> last week. I just I felt like I was defending whatever it was. Kiss formers or whatever they were called, like for a long time, and then like I saw what it actually was. <laughs> you didn't really. You were going into it not really having a, a yeah a, a huge understanding of it, so that's completely mm-hmm. you know I can see where you like I saw where you were coming from with it. Mm-hmm. I've tried to when I first heard about it and read up on it, I was like, yeah, this is not my Transformers, and. I stayed away Hashtag from it after not that. My Transformers, exactly. <laughs> it's a shame because again, the toys are really nice. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. It, anyway, we're we're touching. We're hashing but, on but, stuff. I, that, I, I, I just wanted to ask Ken if he knows what the Asylum is. No, I don't. They're 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 a film company that makes a bunch of knockoff movies. So like their movies, like they make Transformers, which is literally made just so that people who go into the the video store to buy Transformers will see that and be like, oh, that's it, and then buy it. Oh, and then it's okay. not that at all. Okay, I know like, what you... They did, they, yeah. they did a ton of movies like that. Like, they did, like, a Thor movie when Thor came out. And it usually comes out on DVD when the movie hits like, right, theaters. Right, I remember the like, the star- seeing the Starving Games. Yeah, yeah. that kind of shit. That's Asylum. Yeah. They made Transformers 1 and 2. And they distribute uh, sci-fi movies. Oh, yeah, that's right. So they distributed Sharknado. Oh okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's good. Yeah, like the the, the 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 funny thing about the asylum is that the the those mock blusters mock as they've been called have actually earned them enough money that they actually can kind of do stupid things every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Whether it's well, good or not really depends, but 
still they it's it seems like they're basically i guess you could say they're kind of like the the like 2010s uh Lionsgate where they started off small doing indie and random stuff that no one really cared or thought was good yeah. and then they kind of came into their own and started making out their own movies so <laughs> if we start seeing like major productions by the asylum now you know that'd be really what funny going on. i never, I never totally saw uh i never saw sharknado 3 but i really liked sharknado and sharknado 2 like only a sound we've ever seen is sunday school musical so <laughs> I would, that was not very good. See, I, I would almost compare the asylum to is it tra- trauma or no trauma? trauma you know the this yeah like the studio that made like uh, Toxic Avenger and stuff like that. Sequels and I don't know. Trauma's got more like drive and passion behind it. Like he actually wanted to make his move these movies. Yeah, it's not. It wasn't a cash cow. Like Asylum was clearly at least in the beginning. We're just like. Trying to bank on other films' success, yeah, and hype. That's true. Like, like John Goodman's character in Trumbo. I don't know. He's based on a real person, but I don't know who he was because I saw Trumbo a long time ago, and I don't know anything about history. I don't oh. even know what that is. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to look that up now because I like John Goodman as an actor. Uh, Trumbo was a. Uh, it was a movie with uh, uh, what's his name. Um, Shoot, Zordon, Walter White. Oh crap! Uh, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, but it was Zordon, Walter White. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I can't believe I couldn't remember his name. But um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, it was uh, it was in Oscar bait season. Uh, released at the probably released at like eleven fifty nine and fifty nine seconds on on uh. In 2015, oh, on uh, but uh, but it was um, actually I think it might have been a little earlier, mm-hmm. maybe maybe uh, maybe at the end. But anyway, it was uh, he was uh, uh, blacklisted in like the McCarthy era, um, but uh, John basically he was this like he, he was a screenwriter that wrote like good stuff, and John Goodman's character owned like a like a monster movie like B B movie type company. And so, so sort of to, one of the things like make ends meet is that Trumbo, uh, he, uh, he wrote, he would write this write or rewrite scripts for the, for, for that company under like a pseudonym. Yeah. Oh, okay. That sounds actually pretty neat, but it was good. It was, yeah, it was good. And it was a, it was one, it was a performance that like, it wasn't Walter White. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know that Brian Cranston necessarily like is. I mean, Brian Cranston is a good enough actor that he's not just going to play one character. But, oh, yeah. um, but I think after that, he's sort of defined by that role, and you're able to. He's a good enough actor that you're able to move past that when you watch that film. Well, there was a lot of people who were very skeptical when he got into Breaking Bad because he was mainly known for being the dad in Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then he he turned everybody's heads with Breaking Bad. So yeah, he'd be like the biggest, like the biggest hit. Like uh, everyone yeah. wanted Brian Cranston for this stuff. Surprised he got it for Power Rangers. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> that's just you know I, I I have I I'm cynical about a lot of things, but I think that actors that have 
made all of the money and had like their career defining role, especially somebody like Brian Cranston, who it's not like this was the only thing he ever did, but it uh-huh. was definitely like the role that he it was like sort of the, the peak of his role of his, or the peak of his acting career. Um, uh-huh. You know, I, I think that they can probably just do whatever they want at that point. And, and so I think that probably this sounded like a fun, different thing. You know, so yeah, maybe that's what it was. Because I mean, like I said like I, it's not. I don't think he he thinks he's above it or anything. I just mean like there's pay grades for actors. You know what I? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And like I thought he'd be like above power just pay grade, but like I guess not. Yeah, they, which they is blew good. Their budget on him, gonna, and he's, uh, he's probably going to be awesome in the role. Cause yeah, he's a great actor, and Zordon's. Yeah, I can see him do Zordon really well. Mm-hmm. I think that movie's going to be so. great. Mark my words. I, I like how it looks so far. There's a few things that are like a little iffy about it, mm-hmm. but I mean, in general, like I know a lot of the, the teenagers of attitude guys have been harping on it, being like, "Oh, it's a teen movie with Power Rangers in it." And I'm like, "That's what Power Rangers was. Yeah. It was like Saved by the Bell with superheroes. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't good Saved by the Bell, but it was trying to yeah. be that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Can you imagine if if uh, Tommy or Jason had uh, time stuffing powers to narrate? <laughs> oh, so, so yeah the idea of like this being like the oc with superheroes i'm okay with that myself but we'll see how it goes i also mm. um have come i've come to terms with the fact that um hollywood is marketing toward me a 20 a 29 year old uh white male who grew up in the 90s and has uh, a job where i can pay money for things um yeah. i don't have like i don't want to say i have disposable income because that's an exaggeration, but, uh, but I, you know, can occasionally spend money and I've just, you know, I've come to the, you know, they're clearly marketing towards me specifically. Like they're not marketing towards the same, the same people that, that, uh, they did with power Rangers. Otherwise they'd make a dino supercharge movie. Like, you know, that (laughs) power Rangers has been for kids long enough. There's still kids, power Rangers out there. You know, this is, this is grown up power Rangers and I'm, I'm totally okay with that. And if it's, you know, the, I, I mean, if it's bad, it's bad. I just I have a feeling it's going to be like like the um, it, it will probably not be hated as much as the Fantastic Four reboot was, but it's going to be similar to that in that I'm going to like it and nobody else is. I still haven't <laughs> seen that Fantastic Four. Reboot. Have I? I want to. It's on Netflix. I didn't get on that. Mm. I mean, it's I'd, especially if it's on Netflix and you just you know you got an afternoon. I mean, I think it's worth watching, and especially I haven't if, had an afternoon because FF15 and Pokemon Sun and Moon came out. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have to watch it tomorrow. It's not like you know. Yeah. It's yeah, not, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but I think it's I think it's worth it's worth watching, and also like you know you kind of know that it's not great, and uh, also I think. A lot of the hate for it was people who actually like Fantastic Four, and I'm not a fan of Fantastic Four. So, there, I said it. I don't like Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah, all right. I, I like I like stories about family, and they're kind of like that. So, I, I enjoy that aspect of, of Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not a huge fan of it. I'd go so far to say is that I think this might have been one of the better Fantastic Four stories that I've ever read. I feel I've read a handful. Not a fan of Jonathan Hickman's run of Fantastic Four. I'm going to say that. I read whoa. a decent amount of it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold it. Stop the presses. <laughs> I don't know if that's like if that's sarcastic or like legit because I have no idea if Jonathan Hickman is or if he was good or what his stories were. So, Jonathan Hickman, a lot of people I, – unfortunately, I haven't really been able to read too much of it. But he's, for the most part, being – said to have been one of the better 
writers of of Fantastic Four and I want to say like the past 10 years, Mm -hmm. if not longer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he I mean, he's he's the only well-regarded writer of Fantastic Four since like uh, John Byrne. Like, yeah, I mean, I know that there's politics of the Fantastic Four comic getting canceled, but like uh, but I mean. Yeah, it's there. Ha- so there haven't been a lot of Spider Man was on the team because I kind of liked a few of those stories. He, okay, so oh, he wrote. Yes, he was writing it. He was writing it when Spider Man was on FF. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, man, like his writing, like he's like, let I'm gonna I'm gonna make this thing as dense as possible, and as boring as possible, and as repetitive as possible. I didn't like his Avengers run either. His Avengers run was worse than his Fantastic Four run, but. His Avengers run shook up quite a bit. It, well, I mean, it it culminated in Secret Wars, yeah, which which did stuff. But the Avengers run, like, I, it went on for like three or four years, and I read the first story arc. They were still mm. doing the same thing over and over and over again, dealing with these uh, the Earths getting. Uh, I forget the word, but it's like the two the two universes would collide, and one of them would come out. Um, yeah. and they were the still, incursions. yeah, the incursions, they were still dealing with it like 11 years later when they, uh, well, that might not have been necessarily something that he had wanted. That might've been a, a mandate from editorial, from editorial saying, that we got to stretch this we out. Gotta, we got to tread water. Yeah. I mean, it could be, but still, I didn't like that run and I also didn't like his fantastic four run. So, um, yeah, but maybe if he did a beast wars run, then I would like that. So especially uh, if it was one that <laughs> was with uh, had uh, black arachnia and uh, tarantulas, yeah. uh, or no, or no, 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 because this starts with the um, with the the thing, the pods. Aren't you gonna do your IMDb thing? Oh, there is no trivia. What? No. <laughs> I've got stuff from the TF Wiki, though. Okay. <laughs> I want to at least know the Japanese name of this episode. Yeah, I was going to ask, did, did the IMDb have that? Because if not, I will, I'll read it off the Wiki. No, IMDb yeah. says it looks like we don't have any trivia for this title yet. Aw. So, <laughs> the Japanese title marked by the TF Wiki is Jikoku no Ari Senshi Inferno. The Ant Warrior from Hell Inferno. That's awesome. <laughs> I know. That's- um that Kendall, makes you more add sense IMDb, than uh, trivia and the have the trivia be like this is the episode of this is the episode that Warren Beast commented on Fantastic Four with. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also uh, mentioned a couple of uh, let's see a few interesting facts like um, says says this is the first episode where Tarantulas and Blackner interact since her debate or debate. I can't say that word. Thank you. <laughs> Debut. Gotcha. Yes, the butt. Oh, trip over such a simple word. Um, and apparently, while Megatron is complaining that uh, repairing the computer is Tarantula's job, you can see the words "eat me" on the screen in the Predacon. <laughs> 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 and I think we've mentioned this before, but Inferno is, a, is the first character uh, whose name, you know, besides Optimus Prime and Primal and Megatron doesn't contain a reference to their beast mode yeah and uh they also 
it's also noted that considering that Inferno has been a good guy's name in the past, it's perfectly possible that the protoform was always called that and felt no need to change its name upon being born. You don't think oh, that Inferno yeah. is the reference to him being a fire ant? That's what I thought. That's what I, thought. I think the TF wiki is wrong. I think it's a reference to him being a fire ant. Well, it could be coincidental because, yeah. oddly enough, Inferno in Gen 1 is a fire truck. Yeah, and they don't say that it's definitely definitely that. It says that it, it might be a possibility. Yeah. Um, did you say it was the first one? Because didn't Air Razor also kind of not make reference to it? Yeah, but, form? well, she does have air in her name, and I guess she can fly. So, I mean, it's not a very... Yeah, but I mean, that's not a very to good... A Peregrine Falcon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Ra- Inferno Razor doesn't and, Razor uh, attack? I don't know. I feel like that like it Raptor? is a thing that yeah it atta- it's it's it evokes like raptorness. It might, yeah. but it, it doesn't. It's still not a direct like right. It's not. Yeah, she's not called. She's not called Bird Brain. <laughs> yeah, her <laughs> Bird Lady. Bird so lady. or Falcatron or like someone like that. Right, right, right. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, well, what is what is uh, what is Waspinator call her Birdbot? Birdbot, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's just everything that bot. <laughs> uh, it, they also mentioned that this is the first episode of the series to not feature uh, Rat Trap, Cheetor, or Pterosaur. Like one of those three has not didn't, mm. has appeared in uh, all the episodes in one combination or another. Oh yeah, and also points out that Scott McNeil just voiced Waspinator in this episode. Usually. In the other episodes, he's like voicing two to four characters. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and I, th- where was it? Oh, and this is also, uh, since you know, since the character is called Inferno, it's from this point on that it's been quite you know quietly noticed that the that the Predacons drop the by the Inferno exclamation and instead yeah. start going by the pit. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense because there's a character yeah. kind of weird. Yeah. Um, and I guess oh. that, would make, that would make the character have a direct reference to essentially hell too. Because I mean, like, there are in real life there are people like the, like not real life, I guess, but in fiction there are people with the word hell in their name, and it's not a big deal. But I guess they didn't want to conflate the two. Mm. Mm. Um, I looked up if Razor had anything to do with aliens, and there's a bird called a Razor Bill, and that's it. Fuck <laughs> <fire>. <laughs> <laughs> and. Finally, for another interesting thing, is that apparently when Tigatron is injured near the end of the episode, his beast mode's face, you know, the, which is used the, as the chest plate on uh, as a robot, appears to be bleeding and has a black eye. I saw so, that. I noticed that. Yeah. And it's like, unless mech fluid happens to be red, this either contradicts what Cheater said to Tarantulas in an earlier episode, uh, or this lends credence to the theory that beast modes are wholly organic. Hmm. I wouldn't say they're not wholly organic, but they definitely have organic fists in them. Because, yeah, that tiger has a yeah. black eye. Like, oh, for sure. Straight up. Like, yeah. I think I we mean, all kind of agree that there's definitely organic parts to beast yeah. mode. But they yeah. aren't fully yeah. organic. Um, I, w- I want to jump back. You said this is the the only episode not or so far not to feature the, the th- three of the core... Maximals. I really. This Red is Trap, one of the. Or pterosaur. Yeah, this is this like, is one of the this is one of the reasons that I always have had a, a lot of respect for Beast Wars. There aren't a lot of like children's TV shows that do a feature villain episode. 
because this really was the main characters in the episode were Tarantulas and and uh, Black Arachnia. I mean, they still had uh, Tigertron and and Air Razor definitely were like a thing in the episode, but it definitely felt yep. like a like the the sort of protagonist type characters in this episode were the Predacons. Yeah, I mean, it opens with them and it closes with them. Right so. after the stasis pod. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, or the colony. So, I'm just going to say this because I've been thinking it and I don't want to forget to say it. In the first scene here with the stasis pods, there are a lot of stasis pods. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I understand why when they were crashing on the planet, they launched them all and tried to get them into safe or whatever. But if they're at war, you'd think that, like, somebody would have the idea of let's see if we can get all of the stasis pods to land. Because if they got yeah. if they got all of them, you know, if if the if the Maximals had eighty people on their team, they could pretty easily subdue the Predacons, the the five oh, Predacons, or or at least I mean, and maybe this is something oh, wow. that happens in a later episode, but um, at least you would think one of the sides would come up with an idea to try to get try to get all of them. Yeah, I remember I counted like twenty or so in the first episode. Yeah, and there's and I'm and I just counted eleven on the first shot. I'm mm-hmm. trying to like get like the next shot has a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it kind it well it doesn't actually show it. It kind of evokes that there's a, a ring of them around the planet. That's that's yeah. That's the impression I got too. Yeah, which yeah, that there's, would at be least, a lot. there's at least <laughs> yeah there's at least seventeen on screen at one time. So and 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 we've seen three of them. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, they could right still there. it could still be like, yeah. I mean, seventeen is also the one that fell. So I mean, yeah, we've there's there they haven't as of yet shown more than twenty. So I mean, mm-hmm. it still kind of fits in with the first episode, but that is still a lot of pods. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. if just if if I mean, and they do every time just one of them comes down, they do uh, try to try to fight for it. It just seems like. It seems like at least there would be either a line of exposition saying why they can't do it or some kind of crazy harebrained scheme on how they could get them all to land or something. That seems like a very obvious uh, sort of way to way to actually get an advantage in the in the war rather than just try to win it all at once, which seems like usually is what their strategies are. Well, I mean, unless... like, I, I don't know how you would get them to fall unless there's some kind of program or something, because I think the whole point of... Them being escape pods is that like presumably the ship is like they, I think they're designed to stay in orbit and they just kind of happen to be falling because mm-hmm. that's what you'd want a escape pod to do I guess I don't know maybe you wouldn't I don't know <laughs> I mean well you yeah I don't know I don't know what you would want to do because uh, they don't need life support so they can, they can stay in space indefinitely until someone comes to rescue them but yeah. maybe you'd want them to fall um, maybe the planet's not habitable like right like maybe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing since they're protoforms, so they're not able to they're not necessarily people. Think like we're not critically. Yeah, different rules. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean, you would think maybe that there would be like a like a remote in the in the Maximals base where they could push a button and then you know, and maybe they'd have to do some kind of yeah, crazy maybe. thing to get a signal to it or whatever, but that they could push a button and that it would land, like that it would be able to land. Because um, I mean, they do have boosters and things this one seems to yeah seems to actually it's like it decides to land like it maybe it maybe <laughs> it does lose its lose its orbit or something and uh but 
I don't know. It just seems just seems kind of odd because there's a lot of them. Yeah. It it really did seem like the like the pod was like, hmm. Well, I think it's my time now. <laughs> well, yeah, it sense like that the colony was in danger. Landing to it too. Yeah, it's like uh, like I didn't like tell like every single like continuity area or, or thing there, but the wiki did mention that this is one of the few pods that you know made a controlled descent, landing, and everything, and there was nothing wrong with it. I actually Which, thought about that yesterday. I think it's the only pod that's made a controlled landing. Yeah. And so yet, far, at the very least. Yeah. And yet, what comes out of it? Yeah. <laughs> that made no sense to me, but we'll get to that. So I'm thinking, <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, I was just thinking, maybe, because, um, like, the, the core groups, they got they got formed and everything in their, in the ship. Maybe the, mm. um, the technology is more advanced in the, in the ship, and the ones that are in the, uh, in the pods are more likely to be, uh, to have complications. Yeah, I suppose so. Maybe. Also, I mean, I mean, you know, Tarantulas is reprogramming a, a Maximal to be a Predacon. Yeah, after I, it's, I, I yeah, think yeah. the implication is something went wrong. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, we got an episode to get to. <laughs> yes. We Super. talked about the first scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, of, very brief. Before characters actually show up. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we open on a uh, on a, on a stasis pod that is orbiting the planet. We get to, as John alluded to, we get to see a, a bunch of them in orbit. Uh, this one sort of looks like it's coming down on its own. It's almost like a controlled fall. Uh, we then cut to Tarantulas, who is in his. I'm, I'm assuming it's like a cave. I think it's like, another outbranching of the layer that he's had. Yeah. You know, or or he cleaned up the one uh, from last time with Cheetor. Oh, that's possible, yeah. Just, you know, slipped aside the rocks over that cliff. <laughs> you know, brushed away some of the debris and, you know, made it nice again. Put up another web. You think they're missing that computer console he has down there at the base? It's like, hey, where, where did that go? <laughs> <laughs> and I just like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it just, I got destroyed in the last maximal attack. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they did. They did just. They, they they must not care that much because they did completely uh, in that one episode. They completely abandoned their base and let the maximals gut it. Yeah. That's yeah. True. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> Tired. I got I got a little, very little sleep. That, and it's Monday. So. Yeah. Not that that means anything. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Unless you're a cat named Garfield. Exactly. <laughs> I forgot of Kendall's uh, thoughts on Garfield. <laughs> that, was, that was fun. So we, in Tarantulus's lair, uh, he's notified that there's a stasis pod that's landing. And he, he says, ah, just as I calculated. So that... So he knew? Maybe. Like, so is there a maybe, schedule? Maybe he's able to... Well, maybe there is a schedule, or maybe he's able to monitor their orbit. I, I was going to say yeah. he's monitoring so, them. You know what just occurred to me? Tarantulas probably... That, that's probably what this episode was, what I just said. Tarantulas oh. probably hacked into the into the maximal computers and and caused that thing to... and caused that one to land. With that being the case, so why wouldn't he just make a bunch of them land? Well, maybe he doesn't maybe, care about because he doesn't because that's not his that's not oh, his yeah, strategy isn't for the Predacons to win. His strategy is to get the pod and leave. Spoilers. 
I, I, you, I, you asked me why, and I answered the question. I mean, like, yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk about his motivations later. But to like to get his to to attain his motivations, it would it would be better to have all of them land because then there's more chances for intact pods. Yeah, yeah, but then other people could one. also escape. And it, yeah, it would it would distract them from the from instead of trying everyone trying to get one pod, people would go for all of mm. them. And he could just go find one and then. And then not have to worry about it. That just it, sounds right? like, like such a good episode, though. It's too good of an episode, I think. That's, that's, that's <laughs> that would be a really good episode. That would be like a two-parter. Yeah. I was going to say maybe he just to hack into it to get it to land takes a lot of time, and he only had an estimate, so mm-hmm. he can't do mm-hmm. it all at once, or else that's it would possible. take it take like months or years or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. And he yeah. might be on a time limit. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the <episode>. from <laughs> here, <laughs> from from here, he uh, activates a device which comes up out of the ground, and it shoots a beam. It, it's how can I explain Two directions. this? Yeah, it's a it's a bi-directional beam that shoots off in opposite directions. Um, I almost want to say that they might have been shooting at both. The, Maximal and the Predacon base. I think that's what it is, or Definitely at least that's did. what it's implied. Yeah, that like one hits the the Predacon base and the other hits the Maximal. Yeah, and it, as it, as it comes to find out, it's apparently a device that can emit a magno pulse, uh, and Tarantulas has it used maximum power, and it not. <laughs> we then cut to the uh, the dark side. And Megatron and Scorponok are looking at some screens, and all of a sudden, everything powers down. And they're on those floating platforms. Yes. I think he was trying to say EMP and not Magno Pulse, but yeah, that that's what they meant. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was no, thinking Greg about this. I mean, like the show. Yeah. So I watched I watched Goldeneye a while back because I thought maybe if I watched James Bond movies, I would like them. I was wrong. Um, but <laughs> it occurred to me that gold, the movie Goldeneye, you know, it came out in the late 90s, and they spend like five minutes explaining what an electromagnetic pulse is. And I thought, you know, they do that in Ocean's Eleven and in The Matrix and probably a dozen other movies. Um, I think in the late 90s, like some somebody, some writer re- learned what an electronic de- or electromagnetic pulse was. And they were like, this is a cool plot device. Let's. Uh, let's use it in everything <laughs> and explain. I'm just very glad that they didn't explain what it was, but I have a feeling that's why he called it a magna pulse because the mm-hmm. term electromagnetic pulse wasn't everywhere. It's like a 1.21 gigawatts thing, even though, yeah. you know, that's not what you would actually say. You know, it's not a gigawatt, it's a gigawatt, but it wasn't a necessary unit of measure saying out loud yeah. in, the, in 1985 or whatever. That's true. I that's uh, that's all I, you can you can move along. That was just a mental note I wanted to bring up. <laughs> so as as Jordan alluded to, uh, Megatron and Scorpion are both on the the little floaty platforms that they've got there, and they both power down. Megatron falls, but he manages to sort of catch himself on a landing, and Scorpionok once again manages to land on his head. <laughs> so. Uh. I, I I have to wonder how much like I, I'm assuming that they they don't have human brains, but if they did, how how many concussions would this guy have gone through already? At least two in this episode. Yeah, 
Maybe he lands on his head because his, his, his brain's so big and and heavy. Mm. <laughs> That's where his center of gravity is. That's why he's yeah, so smart scooping. with the making the bee thing and everything. I was gonna say it's, it's worse than concussions. Like in, in episodes, he's had his face flattened. That's true too. <laughs> I think it happens in this episode. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> That's cartoonness. Cartoonness doesn't count. In this one, it's very cartoony, but in the last time it happened, it was pretty much like, yeah, he it was, was flat. pretty gruesome. Yeah, that, that was the one where Rhinox went eat was turned into a Predacon, and he dropped the <laughs> the boxes on him. That was gruesome. Did that count as a death for Scorpionok? How many? Scorp- I think we I would did say count so. it as a death. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. That's happened, that you just have I only have and... one Scorpionok death here. That can't be right. I'm gonna say it's two. Yeah, this is super scientific. <laughs> but yes so it, Megatron is looking around he's sort of confused and of course Scorponok being Scorponok and having just getting smacked in the head uh, uh, alludes to oh all of our systems are down and he says I, can, I can't see it's like the, the guy's a robot he's got like super you know vision I'm sure he must have like night vision or something I don't know how he could see. Thing. I thought it was. I was thinking it was because uh, since if it was an electromagnetic pulse, obviously it wasn't like the same type of like it wasn't a hundred percent. But like maybe some of their systems went offline. So I thought I was mm-hmm. thinking it was like his visor went offline. It's very. I could see where you're coming from with that because yeah, it, it's very. Yeah, it's sort of weird, but I would have thought at the same time too that you know. Because, I mean, Megatron has no problem seeing, apparently. Yeah, but Megatron doesn't have a visor. Eh, like, true. I think it's it's not even, I mean, that's a, that sounds obnoxious when I say it, but, like, even when you just think, like, <laughs> if you just think, like, because like, I was, actually, I was thinking this, I was like, why wouldn't an electromagnetic pulse, like, turn everybody off? Turn all the robot yeah. all, all the robots off? Well, maybe maybe they've got, because they are a hybrid of of organic and, and electro- Electric-ish, machine-ishness parts. Uh, maybe yeah. you know. Maybe Megatron's eyes are more organic. Um, energy. You know, he just uses them to see regular, and then Scorponok has a more, like, a more fancy. Yeah, you could see that. Like Air Razor oh. maybe went blind in the electromagnetic pulse of it hit her. Although she wasn't mm. in the in the blast zone. But or are you saying that? Scorponok could be like the Geordi LaForge of Beast Wars. <laughs> right, right. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> or Megatron can also not see. He's just not just he's not as vocal about it. Or he's not worried about it because he realizes, oh, I just need to reboot. <laughs> well, like the power is off. I mean, like yeah. I, I think it implies they can't see because there's no lights. But like like Greg was saying, they should be able to have something like like I know we, when we did the Halloween episode of um, Transformers Animated, they had flashlights, um, yeah. which I even then commented was like they're robots; they shouldn't need flashlights. <laughs> but anywho, um, and uh, I, I would maybe the reason they don't go offline when an EMP hits is because they're not powered by electricity entirely; they have mm-hmm. sparks, and and while they're called sparks, they're not literally right, right, electric energy. They're yeah. like. Uh, weird soul thing so i mean yeah. mm-hmm. they they definitely have systems that can go into shutdown but 
like with stasis and all that, but they also have the spark, so maybe that's why an EMP doesn't really affect them, mm-hmm. or they have some kind of protective shielding on, yeah, on their bodies. I, or something I was like gonna that. say maybe their 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 like body casings, because I mean like you know this is after the Great War or something like that. They realized that a weak MP, EMP pulse could shut them completely down. They're like, well, maybe we should build it stronger, and yeah. at the same time, it's like, well, you know, it might be also too thick to actually make an entire ship out of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm. true. Why don't you make the whole ship out of the material that you made with the black box? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what was that? man? Yeah. So and Scorpionok is kind of the engineer, like he's the yeah. sciencey guy. This yeah. is this. Is my, I'm gonna keep an eye out. He He'd be more be... the engineer than the science officer, which would be tarantulas, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because because Data was the science officer and Jordy was the engineer. So there you go. And tarantulas so, yeah. is is a uh, yeah. I can see tarantulas is data. Yeah. Honestly, I think Megatron is more Picard than uh, than Optimus. Ooh. Okay. Uh, we'll see. Not sure. You're skating on thin ice. I don't know enough about Star Trek to comment. That doesn't <laughs> seem right to me. Wait, wait, and we even talked about like. Uh, uh, like Optimus being Kirk and Dinobot being—I forget how how we had it lined all lined up. Dinobot being I, I just, Spock and or yeah, Dinobot being Spock and uh, <laughs> Rhinox being Scotty. So this is actually this is actually what this is is this is actually a we've actually come TOS versus TNG. That is that is it is a an uh, uh what's the word like a metaphor. Yes. Or an allegory. Or not an allegory. Yeah, is that the word? I don't know. Yeah, I think allegory but it's, would work. Yeah, it's it's an allegory of of, uh, of of the early days of the internet when uh, the TOS fans were fighting w- with the TNG fans over which was better. And obviously the, the creators felt like uh, TOS was better. Um, I, I, in a previous episode, I, just, I thought that Optimus is more Picard than Kirk myself. Yeah. But yeah, but we disagreed what? on that, so that means you were wrong. <laughs> sure, Kendall. <laughs> anyway, so what happens next to the episode? <laughs> so yeah, getting back to the episode. So Megatron orders Scorpionok to command all of the Unix units that they have out to fall back to the base. Which I don't know how they're going to be able to do anyway with everything not working. But so. You've- he literally wants Scorpionok to run outside and to all of them. <laughs> Probably. Um, Megatron figures that the Maximals might be mounting some sort of a sneak attack. Uh, we then cut to the Axelon, and Rhinox is trying to get systems back online, and Optimus comes up behind him. He's like, I was running a strategic simulation when everything went dark, and Rhinox is able to tell right away that it was a Magnopulse, and then it knocked out all their systems, and he alludes that it's probably the Predacons. So, Optimus Optimus, offers... Optimus was just playing Civ Five. <laughs> I, I was That's thinking was that doing. too. He was totally, he was totally <laughs> playing a video game. He was totally he was playing. About to take over the capital. <laughs> His wonder was almost built. So this just occurred to me: if we extend it to like the stuff, that means uh, Ares or Azahura because she's the woman. 
And <laughs> yeah, we can't talk about this forever. And, and uh, Tiger Tron is for an Chekhov. hour and nineteen into recording and like just go. Tiger Tron is Chekhov because he was introduced later and he, as a as a heartthrob character. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Optimus offers to to go out and uh, warn the others and ask Ryox to get everyone back online. So we then cut back to uh, Tarantulas, and his computer tells him that Maxwell and Predacon scanners are both disabled. So he starts getting the the coordinates for where the stasis spot is going to be. And as the computer tells him the coordinates, he then gets a visit from Black Arachnia. She surprises him, and she wonders what he what he's doing and why he's hiding. And she mentions that uh, his lair is cozy in a hideous sort of way. And then she tells him to cool his gear. She says, cool your gears, tall, dark, and gruesome. And then she didn't spend all this time finding his lair just to shoot it out with him. Um, so she wants to talk. And he's like, I am engaged in important research for Merrick, for Megatron. <laughs> Which, you know, obviously isn't the case. And she yeah, has she a hard time buying it. it. Yeah. She's like, I say you're engaged in stealing a stasis pod and perhaps reprogramming a helpless maximal protoform inside into a Predacon. She says, loyal to you, of course. <laughs> it's funny. This, because Tarantula sort of plays her a little bit with it, and she doesn't really find out until later on. But he, for right now, he says, oh dear, you found me out. He's like, now what are you going to do about it? And she offers to help him. And I guess uh, he's a little surprised by that. But we, we from there, we then cut to Tigatron, who is in a forest, it looks like. And I don't know how... Well, I suppose with cat ears, he would have been able to hear it, sort of. I, From what I remember from this scene was he noticed that the, the this forest went quiet. Oh, okay. Like he was, there was like there literally was like a sudden silence from the ambient noise, and that caused him to like actually like perk up and try and figure out what was going on. Yeah, that makes sense, I suppose. So I'm trying to he... decide if Inferno or Watchmaker <laughs> is Wesley Crusher. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, while we're derailed, I was just going to point out that in in '97 only Civ Two would have been out. Oh yeah. This isn't a '97 though. This is in the future past. <laughs> no. <laughs> we could even be playing Civ Civs like '90. Probably no. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, how would they have incorporated the Great Transformer War into Civilization? Oh, that's a good question. That's a very good question for not me. <laughs> I, I I mentioned Civ, but I've never actually played the game. So. Oh my god! Instead of the big giant death robot, would they have Devastator? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> awesome. Uh, that I don't or like, know enough uh, about Civilization uh, or Transformers to answer that question. <laughs> um, it would be that or one of like the because isn't there like a city that transforms in one of the games or like even, yeah, Metroplex. or one of our ships can transforms like Omega Supreme. Yeah, yeah. So, probably be one of those guys. Devastator is like pretty big and beefy and all, but those guys are much bigger and beefier. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Anyway. Ugh. So, Black Arachne is definitely um, Counselor Troy. <laughs> <laughs> We're just all over the place. This or episode. she's she's Counselor Troy slash Guinan, but that makes sense since when they wrote 
that since when they wrote the script, it, a lot of times the scenes could be used were either one based on Whoopi Goldberg's schedule. Go ahead. Note to self, never mention Star Trek in front of Kendall ever again. <laughs> You know what, Kendall? I'm gonna point. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna say this, and then I'm gonna move on. It's not Guinan. It's Council Troy and Tasha Yar, because because Black Arachne is able to kick ass like Tasha Yar. Yeah, but Tasha Yar doesn't. But Black Arachne doesn't get killed for no reason in the first season. Uh, okay, I'll <laughs> give you that. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. It's just. It's just the woman characters. She just has to be the woman character because we're sexist. Ugh. Anyway, so Tiger Tron. Oh, but Tasha uh, Yar does have the romance with Data. I think you're right. I think it's Tasha Yar. You, okay, go on. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so Tiger Tron runs out of the forest and looks up into the sky and sees the, the stasis pod coming down towards Earth. Uh, he tries to, to radio the base, and as we already know, that's not going to work. And, of course, he gets static. Um, he's like, ah, oh, comm links are down. He's like, I must get to the pod before the Predacons find it. Um, from he, So he starts running, or he lets out his, his tiger growl, which, oh, my God. I keep forgetting how it, it's slightly better than Cheetor's growl. Not by a lot. At least in my opinion, it's not a great growl. I need to but. hear it again. Do you get the sense that he just can't wait to be king? <laughs> Everybody look left. Everybody look right. <laughs> Everybody look up. Standing in a spotlight. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yes. That's good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll insert the Tigatron growl and... Now we've got our musical bit for this episode. <laughs> um, from from here, we we then cut to another section of what I'm assuming is the forest, and the the stasis pod actually lands successfully. It does not crash. It uses its jets, and it it announces that Planet Fall is successful, and it begins an activation program. Uh, from there, uh, we then see Tarantulas and Black Arachnia have already arrived uh, since they knew where the pod was going to land. And Tarantulas is happy that it's completely intact. <laughs> and Black Arachnia is like, ooh, you are a clever one. No wonder Megatron fears you. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and so he asks her, is that why you're helping me betray him? And she's like, Megatron is powerful but inferior. And she says, I would make a much better leader. <laughs> I would. <laughs> not not you. I like I really like their interactions here. It seems like it's like they are kind of both playing each other and they're both kind of aware of it, but they're yeah. actually smart enough to work together and not just constantly undermine each other the way that mm-hmm. every other Predacon in the entire series has done. So. I can't help but wonder if maybe Tarantulas sort of programmed that into her. Right, right, definitely. I think that yeah. I think there's definitely an element of that. Um, but yeah. I also think that she's also not because he could also have just made her like a Harley Quinn type character, like just just his his yes man type person. 
Yes, Lee. Yeah, just have her fawning over him the entire time sort of Thank thing. Thank God they, they didn't do that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> glad they didn't. Black Lightning is a great character, and it would have been a shame if we said on that. Yeah. Are you saying that Harley Quinn is we, not a great character? She is, but if it wouldn't be like Harley Quinn even, because Harley Quinn is like, it, it, it's she's not programmed being mm-hmm. a Joker. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. There's there there's a there's not there's a thing there's an interesting story you can do with that and I guess there's an interesting story you could do with her being programmed but it, I assume if you had programmed her to be like you know subservient to him it would be full on like yeah it wouldn't it wouldn't be as good it's harder yeah. to be Harley Quinn's a different character it's yeah not the it same. works Harley Quinn works because she's historically well well written and a and a strong she's a strong version of that character there definitely are there definitely have been weak weak poorly written female characters over the course of history. Oh god, yes. <laughs> yeah. They're poorly written characters, yeah. General. But yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was my un- that was my understatement. I did not mean to imply that Harley Quinn was a bad character. I like Harley <laughs> I, Quinn. I, and, I was and I, I was one hundred. I think in the comics she's even like kind of gone away from Joker recently, uh-huh. hasn't she? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. she's more independent now. Yeah. Although for some reason I don't like her in the comics because she looks different. And I think that's just I don't know. Yeah, I don't have a look either, but that's a whole other story. Although the the <laughs> Batman annual, I if you anybody wants to read a good uh it's like Paul Dini wrote it or something like that. Uh in Batman Annual, it's a hundred percent the new version of Harley Quinn. Uh but it's it feels like that Batman animated series world and it's good. You should read it. Huh. Uh also the there's a Bat Hound story uh, that's really good in that Batman annual. But, okay, uh, uh, show Beast Wars. Yep. Yes, we need to get back okay. to Beast Wars. So <laughs> we're almost two hours into this recording. I know. Mm-hmm. So the the pod has already started to uh, begin the activation process, and it's already scanned for life forms. Tarantulas realizes this, and he's like, "Oh, I need to work fast in order to." make sure that this is programmed to into a Predacon. So he opens up the console, uh, replaces the maximal chip with a Predacon one. Why, why would you just have one singular chip? Why would you not hardwire it in? Why, why wouldn't you just hardwire that sort of thing into the... It was because of the lowest bidder. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Or, or it's a deal with the Predacons, because, you know, they're supposed to be... Uh, great piece and and they're all working together and they're like you it's like well our factories want to hardwire the internet it's like hey our, our, what are you talking about we've made a deal where you'll use our factory sometimes too you can't just do that <laughs> i suppose yeah i mean did we I mention mean... what sorry did we mention the part where like she she like kind of like scratches his like chin and he like goes oh yeah that was really creepy yeah, she calls him cute. <sighs> That's what it was. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw that in the episode. I wanted to like mention that. It's great. Yeah. It was it was interesting. She sort of I don't know if she's like sure that her advances will actually work with him, but it seems to get some sort of reaction from him. Yeah, the chittering. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So No, no. Um so he he removes the chip and the activation sequence pauses, and so he he then inserts an, a new Predacon chip and it resumes. And just as he and he had another Black Widow ready to be scanned, yeah. So he was going to make it a, a spider, 
And as he sets it down in preparation, it the computer says it's already found a life form. I didn't notice that he had an actual spider with him. I thought he was going to try yeah. and scan for one because odds are a spider is in the area. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, it it wound up he he had another block with a spider. But then oh, he's I like, see that no. now. I don't yeah. know why I didn't notice that the first time. Yeah, because he he says he 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 yells out no, and Black Arachne is like, "What's wrong?" He's like, "My intent was to create another of our kind," and then he goes on to say that the the pod had already selected a new form, and he can't stop it, but he assures her that whatever it is, it will be a Predacon. So, I think this is where they had a commercial break. Maybe, but I wanted to say that like, that's not very imaginative of you, Tarantulas, if you're going to like, oh, they're going to be another spider, I'm just going to get another Black Widow. There's like plenty of spiders yeah. in the world there, Tarantulas. Yeah. You could have gotten like a Danny Longlegs or a, or like a, a wolf spider or like a brown recluse. I don't know. Australian funnel web. Yeah, like, Australian this is funnel kind of, web would have been horrible. Ugh. Other kinds of Tarantulas even, like there's little tiny like white ones that like, and there's like jumping spiders, like come on, Tarantulas. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't want to make a new character model. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so well, when we get back from what I assume is a commercial break, we've got Tigertron who's still running through uh, sort of in this grassy area. Now, actually, now that I think about it, I was going to bring this up. Is this the same tree from the very first episode that oh. Waspinator was in? If it uh-huh. is, I think it got more grassy because I, I think it was pretty barren, but I could be okay. wrong. Because it almost reminded me of that. Because what, what what we get is Tigertron runs by this tree, oblivious, and Waspinator is in his beast form, sitting in the tree, and just as watches wasps do. <laughs> yeah, as giant wasps have a tendency to do. <laughs> so he's like, "Oh, Tigerbot, all alone." It's like Waspinator will destroy, and so he starts flying behind Tigertron, who apparently is oblivious to the big buzzing sound that would be emanating from behind him. Oh, he's focused on the the uh, the pod, so... Yeah. So, Waspinator transforms, and then manages to shoot uh, his gun, and it sort of uh, blow Like, the, the bolt blows up right underneath Tigertron's butt. And sends him flying headfirst into a rock. So there's Tiger another. Sean, he was pretty loud. Like, why didn't you like look behind you? Like, geez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So so Tigertron smacks his head into the rock and falls over and and basically passes out. And just as Waspinator is about ready to finish him off, uh, we then have Air Razor comes into the scene. I'm trying to remember. She shoots the gun out of his hand, doesn't she? I. I'm trying to remember this fight. It's hold on. Oh no! Wait, no, she doesn't because um, I'm trying to remember what happens though. Something happens. Like, where, or maybe, holy maybe he just gets hit once. <laughs> uh, Is this where he like, gets hit in the balls? <laughs> sorry to interrupt here. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I actually did go back to episode one and go to that tree. <laughs> And it's the same tree model. The very oh my god! And it is a grassy area. The background might be different. I'm trying to figure that out right yeah. now. It might be the same though. I don't know. You might have, good good spot there, Greg. Uh, <laughs> that, 
So it might so, be the exact same area. So Waspinator's got a sulking sector, and he has his hangout tree now. <laughs> Based on the background, it could easily be the same place. Like in in yeah. the background, there's like kind of his hill with like a, a mountain on yeah. the hill, and that's that's in the uh, that's in episode one too. So that, that could be the exact same. Which makes sense. They would use the same like, oh, we already have this environment made. Let's use yeah. it again. But like in the context of the canon, it could be like that's Waspander's tree that he hangs out at. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Wow. So I was looking at the fight. And yeah, she just knocks him around once, and then basically just taunts him as he as he try, decides to let uh, like tries to shoot her, and she just knocks it away. Yeah, yes. she's a badass in this scene. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then and then she shoots basically shoots uh, twice at at him, and instead of hitting him, she shoots off his wings. Yes, that's right. I think she <laughs> says like she's like oh and he goes like oh. He, he threatens her, and she's like, oh, I'm flattered. And then, like, when he shoots the thing, and she bats it away, but not impressed. And yeah. then just, like, takes him out. Great. And funnily enough, when he... Because he crashes after she shoots off his wings. Head first. He, yeah, he lands head <laughs> first in the ground. And it shows his head in, like, this rat hole, and there's a white rat tugging at one of his antenna. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, we then get... Uh, Air Razor, she's checking on Tigatron, and he says, "Oh, I'm all right." He's like, "No internals damaged." He's like, "Thanks to you," but then, he's, but then he tells her that she has to go because she can reach the pod faster, and explains to her that he saw a pod. Um, he gives her a vector and tells her to go. And he's like, "I'll follow," and so she flies up into the air and transforms and gets on her way. And as he starts to move. Uh, we realize, oh, no, he was lying to her. He did actually get hurt. And so he he uh, commands his systems to begin internal repairs. Which is weird. He has to activate that. It seems like that was just the thing that happened, but already. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, consistency and these sorts of things, I guess. I mean, they were trying to, like, just... He could have said, like, oh, no, I'll have to wait for internal repairs or something like that, rather than because they wanted to draw attention to that he had to repair himself. Yeah. That's the way they decided to say it, but they could have made it more like, oh, like, I guess I'll have to repair for a bit first, or something like that. I'm yeah. better at what I just said. <laughs> I'm a tired boy trying to record a podcast with my pals. Uh... <laughs> and not a writer for transfer. <laughs> so, we, we then cut back to the pod, and we see... Uh, our first appearance of Inferno. We haven't heard his name yet, but we see this giant red ant come out of the pod. It's fucking much, huge. Yes. Much bigger than the pod. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he he comes out and Black Arachne is like, you another insect. How depressing. She asks Tarantulas if if she sh- if he's sure that it's a Predacon. And he's like, I am Tarantulas, your creator. He's like, identify yourself. <laughs> Inferno immediately is like, spiders, dare invade the colony. Inferno, terrorize. So he transforms. The way that answer is it, because he uses the code phrase, so... Yeah. yeah. It's just that apparently he can't distinguish between friend or foe, and as we'll come to find out, uh, he, he... So he attacks... Black, Black Arachnia and Tarantulas 
saying, direct destruction to all who threaten us. The royalty commands it. And uh, <laughs> Tarantulas sort of alludes to that he thinks Inferno's beast mode is dominating his logic circuits. And he, so Black Arachnia says, he thinks he's a real insect? He's like, precisely, and he sees the pod as his colony. So. And then she says, she doesn't say yes, but then she says, I bet the Maximals don't have to deal with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely none of the Maximals who identify more as an animal than a, than a, than a robot. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't say that. I wish she did. <laughs> it would have been pretty damn funny if she had. So yeah, they, she, she, uh, offers to, to hit him with her cyber venom to quote-unquote make him more friendly. And Tarantulas is very quick to say no. He's like, I don't want to risk damage to the pod. And then she asks him why he wants it so badly. And he says, that's not for you to know. And to so. to stop her from doing this, he, he they're both spiders at this point, and he jumps on top of her. as the Oh, tarantula. that's right. It looks kind of like I don't know, kind of like creepy. Yeah. yeah. I knew you were going to go there, John. I watched that. I was like, John's going to say it looks like they're having sex. I never said that. <laughs> I said creepy. Mm. Mm. If, if anything, it almost looks like like if a spider was trying to like, eat another spider. Like It's more like, it, it, more, it, look, it looks kind of violent. Like, I don't know. I wasn't going for the okay. sex thing. Okay, sure you weren't. Which is kind of funny, considering that the female Black Widow is normally the one that eats the male. It's normally the top. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, but uh, uh, and and uh, uh, speaking of them being tarantula and stuff like that, like I think it's interesting that Inferno is like bigger than they are, even though traditionally like, an ant is not bigger than a tarantula. No, like, oh. and that is. Do you know why that is? It's because the toy why? was a fifteen dollar toy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean, tarantulas sense. was or uh, Inferno was definitely a mega, as opposed to a deluxe. I mean, it's it's a. That is the only reason for that. That's great. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's fucking huge. Yes, he is big. Um, and when I say that, we, we, when I say that, I I want to I want to qualify that. I think that's good. Like in a show like this, you want to. I I I absolutely. really appreciate that they're as toy accurate as possible, right down to the scale. Like I. Even because th- it's like at the cost of the storytelling, you're sticking to the the toy. And for whatever reason, with Transformers, I think that that is better. You know, it, you know, because those are the ones that yeah, those are the ones that I really appreciate the more, as opposed to like Black Arachne, who doesn't look anything like the toy. But okay, sorry. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I was, I mean, like I think I've said on the show before that like when I had Power Ranger toys, they often would only sell the monsters as like six inch figures. While yep. the Power Rangers were like nine inch or twelve inch figures, mm-hmm. and I, I hated that because I couldn't make them fight each other. Like the, like you're right. The idea that like the show has the Inferno toys bigger than Tarantulas toy, so make them bigger in the show. Because and I would have been bothered as a kid if I was like playing my Tarantulas and Inferno, and I'm like, but on the show Inferno's smaller than Tarantulas. It would have bothered me. Mm-hmm. So I yep. mean, totally. Oh, that's good. It was some good forethought, I think, in the. The design overall with them. I mean, well, aside from the few exceptions that they didn't really seem to be able to carry the transformation <laughs> over, like with Terrorsaur and stuff like that. An Air Razor. Yeah. Yeah, and Air Razor, you know, I think the biggest, the, actually, the biggest change with Air Razor, I mean, is, is basically that the wi- her wings get smaller 
when she transforms in the show because she does still have the wings on her back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so it's actually similar. I don't, or maybe it's not. Maybe I'm making that up because I don't remember what the Airazor <laughs> toy looks like now. But I mean, yeah. it does look like like she's a robot with the bird part on her back, the way that the the way that the Airazor toy is. Yeah. And actually, it's a good segue because we cut two Air Razor showing up. She uses a sonic scan to uh, to see Inferno, and uh, so as she's coming in, Inferno notices her in the air and utilizes, as it turns out, his own flight mode. So apparently, he can fly too. Yeah, it's cool so, too. It's like his his yeah. um his ant butt, like it thorax. kind of breaks up and. Yes, thorax. If you want to be technical, abdomen. Thorax. Head, thorax, abdomen. Sorry, it's it's abdomen. The bottom part is the abdomen. Okay. Yeah, I guess thorax is only for yeah. spiders. Thorax it's is the middle part. Well, spiders have like a combined thorax and head part. It's head, yeah. thorax, abdomen is top to bottom. That's what I remember from my childhood. Okay, well, the part of that of the ant, it, it splits up like like a flower blooming, like 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 it's a Bulbasaur turning into an ivy store, and then it starts like rotating while a jet shoots out of it. So yeah, it, it looks cool. Yeah, so he lifts up into the air, and we get a little sort of like a little brief go between the two of them. Um, Eraser, she she's like. As Cheetah would say, your float flight mode is ultra gear. I love that. <laughs> and I'm like, when she said that, I just held my hand to my face. I was like, oh my god. She sounds like a mom trying to talk yes. to the kid. Man, I love it. And and so, obviously, she's not as genre savvy as we are because she's not like it's an insect. It's totally a fucking predacon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and and you know, this episode, even like the fact that it scans different depending if it's a if it's a maximal or a predacon, it seems like that would be something that she'd be aware. I I think she probably it's probably just because I mean she got she showed up two episodes ago or three episodes ago. It's true. She hasn't she hasn't realized everything, but like. If she was, if it was any, probably if it was any other Maximal, then like really, you wouldn't have an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny though because she introduces herself and asks him who he is, and he responds with "Defender of the Colony," and you are an invader. And then he tries to shoot her, and she's like, "You're no Maximal." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So we then have Black Arachnia who transforms and shoots one of her sort of harpoon missiles out of her gun and uh, causes Air Racer to crash into the ground. <laughs> and Inferno's like, what? <laughs> and then uh, Black Arachnia says, destruction to the Maximals, enemies of the colony. I take back what I said about your flight mode. <laughs> 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 so... Black Arachnia sort of is trying to uh, get on the his friend good of side. yeah, get on his good side. Like the the enemy of my enemy is my friend, sort of thing. Like uh, destructions to the Maximals, the enemies of the colony. He's like, yes, they are enemies, but he's like, but you were not of the colony. And she's like, actually, I'm a personal friend of the royalty. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, why she's don't rolling we our bluff checks? Yeah. <laughs> so. As they're talking, uh, Tarantulas has gone over to the potty. He's attached like some sort of a 
Oh, that scene. Anchor the... thing? Oh, God. Yeah. I know what George is talking about. <laughs> yeah. When he shits all over the pod. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it wouldn't have was... been so bad if it wasn't for the fact that he, he seems to actually have to physically Yeah. Do it. So it if makes it just shot out. Yeah. It'd be, like, it'd be fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Black Rocky didn't have to do that last episode when she shot her web out to save herself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Black Arachnid yeah, is female. It was a little weird. <laughs> Are you saying that any time that she has to, does that, has to do that, it comes out, like, rose-scented or something? No, I'm just saying, like, isn't it, like, aren't females the ones that use have webs? Aren't female spiders the ones that typically have webs? Spiders do in general, yeah. but I don't know. I'm not a, not a biologist. I think all spiders do. You're probably yeah. right. I, you know, I've established that I don't know science. <laughs> Despite having a PhD. Well, you do know the. <laughs> Did I say I have a PhD in science? No, I've made the joke before that you have a PhD oh. in science. Oh, okay. I I remembered that that was a thing. <laughs> I just doesn't sound like something I would say. Okay. No. Maybe you know. I mean, you know, book smarts and street smarts are two different things. <laughs> you have a high wisdom score, not not intelligence. Yeah, I guess actually that would well, but if I had a PhD, that would imply I had the I had the intel I had the book smarts, not the street smarts. I mean, I mean the joke is you don't have a PhD in science. You can't have a PhD in science. Before. The exact same punchline of me explaining it to you and you laugh. Um, I apologize. I apologize for the people who listened to the episode who listened to the episode two hours ago where uh, John made that same joke. Time passes. <laughs> this is like this is like when Luke reminds when when the same joke comes up on Teenagers with Attitude and Luke's like, yeah, we made that joke before, and it's like an episode <laughs> from like a year and a half ago. <laughs> okay, yeah, time has passed. I don't have a callback. That's what it is. A callback. Yeah. yeah, except for yeah, yes, it's a callback. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I want so, an Airbrazer action figure. I'm looking so, on eBay. They're not that expensive. <laughs> Anyway, so after Tarantulas manages to poop out a web, he he starts uh, towing the pod behind him. Uh, Inferno realizes what's going on, and just as he's about to try and give pursuit, uh, he experiences an Energon surge, and he, he's like, what's happening? And Black Arachne explains to him, he's like, it's an energon surge. You've been in robot mode too long. She tells him to transform. And he's like, logic circuits clouded. Don't understand. So she tells him that he's a Predacon and that it's their destiny to conquer and rule. And he's like, no, only the royalty rules. And he's like, as a soldier, I defend. And then he's like, the colony. And so she's black arachnids comes to the realization that it was the pod that, Tarantulas was after all along. Is why? He over and watch him scurrying off with it. Yes. I, I just want to um, talk about a little bit about. I thought it was really interesting that scene where Black Arachne is explaining to him that like that we're Predacons and we were like we we're meant to conquer because neither of them were supposed to be Predacons. Mm-hmm. And I think <laughs> it's kind of interesting that I, I I think it's like kind of an interesting character moment where she's like explaining to him what they're supposed to do. Because she's been in a similar situation where she was reprogrammed to be a Predacon when it's not what she's supposed to do. Like, it's kind of, it's, it's, I just, I, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it's, it feels like 
she's reading kind of like the manual that she got. Yeah. Like, like even even at the part where like um, they're at the pod and he's reporting this this um, predicon maximum onto a predicon. I, I have to wonder if she has kind of an existential crisis where it's like, this is what happened to me. Like it doesn't it doesn't come up in the show at, like at all at this point. But I almost feel like they're laying the seeds for it. I don't know. Maybe that's just me reading too much into it. But it's it. it I read something in that exchange of this is what Predacons are supposed to be, and she says, like me, the way she says it even, it just makes me feel like there's a bit of an existential thing going on there. But you wonder just... if it's maybe some sort of programmed response, sort of like what we had with Coulson with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with the whole Tahiti thing in the first season. <laughs> it's like, why do you conquer it? and rule? <laughs> like me, the, the whole yeah. line there is like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely... That that thought did cross my mind as well. If she has some sort of internal crisis about that sort of thing, but but yeah. So from uh, we get uh, Inferno's chasing after the pod, and Black Arachne is following him. Tigertron comes on the scene and finds Air Razor, and he asks her what happens, and she explains that the Predacons got there first and turned the the protoform into a Predacon. Um, and he asks about the pod, and she says they must have taken it. And he's like, I'll track them. Maybe I can retrieve it. And he tells her to, to find Optimus and let him know what's going on. <laughs> and she says, you might need backup. And then we get his, because he said this before. He's like, I hunt better alone. He looks away as he says it, too. It's all like, yeah, he's like the badass anime character. <laughs> <laughs> I'm meant to be alone. No, he get closer to me. <laughs> and she's like looks on him and she's I don't know I forget what she says but it may, it, I, I thought she was going to say like he's so cool <laughs> I think she but, said something along the lines of sometimes he can be too alone yeah exactly I, I remember that I just yeah. I couldn't remember the exact words but yeah. yeah yeah something along those that's, lines that's basically what she says sometimes he can be too alone yeah so from here, we we then cut back to the Predacon base, and we've got Megatron working on the screens. And I'm assuming this is the scene where we would have gotten that little little bit there. Yeah. By the way, I was right. See, uh, Scorpionot's outside, just looking around for everyone, and he's using a telescope thing, yeah. which is like. But we've mentioned before how it's using Maximals are the only ones who seem to be able to zoom in. But maybe yeah. they have to use a telescope on like the Maximals who like zoom ahead with their eyes. That's certainly possible. Um, well, Scorpion, yeah. his uh, his eye, his visor's still out from that. <laughs> um, so he's interfacing <laughs> with the uh, with the binoculars, so, so because his visor's still not working. Yeah. But how would he have gotten to the binoculars in the first place? <laughs> he has. Other senses, maybe Megatron guided him. So why does he need binoculars? If he can't see at all, binoculars wouldn't help him either. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> true. That that I will give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. So he Scorpionok manages to to spot Tarantulas. <laughs> it's funny because he spots him and then he goes to report in to Megatron and says that he spotted Tarantulas and that. There's something chasing him. 
I got the impression he was referring to the pod. Yeah, that's what I thought at first. <laughs> yeah, too. no, that's that's what I thought. Isn't that what he's? I I think he's supposed to be referring to Inferno. Yeah, okay. it, it did not come across well because it shows he he like it shows him in this sort of like infrared mode or whatever, and it shows him with the pod behind him. It doesn't really show Inferno at all. Because Megatron then says, hmm, a stasis pod. And then he he's, says that the spot, the Skrillius spider is up to his old tricks again. <laughs> Which, okay, I've, I've never heard that word to begin with, but okay. Skrillius? Um, yeah, no, yeah. it's spelt. I think it was like Curious. S. I think it's like S C U R R I L O U S or something like that. Skrillius. Really, this actually came up in L-O-U-S? Making or spreading scandalous claims about someone with the intention of damaging their reputation doesn't really fit. Also humorously insulting? I don't think... I don't think... I I mean, like... I would say that Megatron's being scurrilous about, you know, (laughs) tarantulas, because he's he's like, oh, he's, he's, he's spreading scandalous claims. I mean, they're true, but I mean... Tranchos isn't spreading anything. He's just being scandalous. <laughs> so yeah, there was our our grammar lesson for today. So also, on the wiki, like Wiktionary, it says of a person given to vulgar verbal abuse, foul mouth, gross, <laughs> vulgar, and evil. That would work. That, that yeah, would work. that would work. Okay. Yeah, I guess that works then. You're off the hook this time, right? It was on his SAT word of the day. He was just trying to use it. He's <laughs> got a little calendar. Word each day. But wait, but they don't know where where or when they are. How can you have a calendar? <laughs> well, he's maybe he's just still going based on Cybertron time. Mm. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that would make sense. I just mm. think it's funny because of the joke. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, anyway. I'm, it's. I mean, I was. I got. I took a nap this evening, but I. <laughs> I'm starting to get starting to get there. We're almost done. We're almost done the episode. And by get there, I do not mean drunk. I'm not drinking. I no. thought about it, but not not tonight. <laughs> So we, we cut back to Tarantulas, who is a he realizes that Inferno is still chasing after him, and says that he needs to, to get rid of him, or rather deal with him. And Inferno's like, must find the colony, and uh, Megatron realizes that Inferno is there and has the computer scan scan him. Uh, it detects that there's a Predacon energy signature, but they don't have any information listed for him. So Megatron's like, I see. And so he radios to Scorponok. And we then cut back to Inferno, who's found the pod. He's like, praise the royalty, I found it. And then Tarantulas jumps on top of it. And he's like, that's not all you found, insect. And so he transforms, and he's about to get into it with Inferno. Or no, he shoots a web at Inferno. Yes. Yeah, he traps Inferno against a rock with his web. This time he didn't have to like strain for it. Well, that's yeah. because he shot it out of his yeah, gun. Oh yeah, he shot it out of his gun this time. <laughs> I was just making a callback. 
<laughs> He's got very strong fingers. So wait, did he have his gun in his abdomen? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, is, uh, like that is, is that is how the toy works. Uh, I mean, like, Cheetor has his stomach gun, so I mean... Yeah, but he never tries to shoot <laughs> out of his butt in robot mode. Maybe he'll vomit a laser at some point. Oh. But that is that is how the toy that is how the toy is. It it does it is the same missile that shoots out its butt as it does when it's the gun. Oh my. Yeah, at least we don't have Cheetor shooting quasars out of his butt. <laughs> Not yet. True. So yeah. So he, he manages to trap Inferno. Uh, Scorpion comes along and uh, says that Megatron has ordered that the stasis pod be brought to him at once, as well as the creature. I don't know why they call it a creature when they know that it's a protocon. I mean, it's, you know, it's not like it's fully organic or anything. They, I don't know. It didn't make sense to me that they used the word creature for it. Yeah. Because, maybe because it's an unknown, even though it's got a protocon signature. Yeah, I guess. So just as they're like they sort of turn their attention to they're about to take the pod, uh, a blast comes and destroys the pod. It like completely shatters it. Uh, and of course, Tarantulas freaks out. He's like, "No!" And Scorpion and, sends flying against and knocks over, gets hit oh, in yes, the wall. That's, and that's right. when the the rock falls on his head. Yep, squishes his head. He, yeah. it, it it doesn't go full accordion. It it squashes it. The rock falls off, and his head sort of pops back into shape. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's, I guess he made it out of elastic material. Maybe like, you know, Nerf foam or something like that. <laughs> his head's made of Nerf foam. Jeez. So, so Scorponux out of the picture. Uh, we then realize we then learn that Tigertron is the one who just destroyed the pod, and he says, "You won't be getting any of our secrets from that pod." And then Tarantulas is like, or no, Black Arachne is like, and you won't be getting any older stripes. And <laughs> so he's distracted. Tarantulas manages to shoot him. Well, Black Arachne his... knocks him onto the ground. Oh, that's right. Yes. She she basically kicks him onto the ground because he was on top of a rock. And then Tarantulas shoots him with his arm guns, uh, like his machine guns. And that's where we get his tiger head looking all beat up with the black eye and bleeding and all that sort of stuff. Um, And then as he's sort of really injured, we then have Megatron show up and he lets out this big roar because he's in his T-Rex mode. Um, So he transforms and Tarantula's like, oh no! And and, uh, Megatron's like, playtime's over, pussycat. Yes! So he, he likes oh. calling all the cats Pussycat. Yeah, it's not re- reserved for Cheetor. Yeah. So, Tigatron is... Cheetor would get jealous. Yeah. You heard that? <laughs> I thought that was my name. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> so, Tigatron, like... Like, I applaud his bravery... But he's pretty much delusional at this point because he—you see his eyes sort of going in and out, and he's he's shaking, and he's—he says, "Who's the first to sample my bite?" And like he can barely stand. And Inferno at this point freaks out because the pod's been destroyed, 
uh, he manages to transform out of the net. And he, he says, whoever has done this thing will burn. Um, <laughs> Megatron says, oh, I like him. Yeah. He starts screaming, too. He's like, well, burn. <laughs> the colony. Whoever has done this thing will burn. Inferno, terrorize. I like you. Yeah. <laughs> and Megatron's impressed by this. And I yeah. love how yeah. he immediately goes, I can use this to my advantage. He did yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kid's got moxie. <laughs> Go and slice this kid. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, he he, point, he points Inferno in the direction. And Inferno is like, you will burn, Maximo. He's like, I will destroy you and all of your kind. So just as he's about to attack, he gets nailed with a missile and blows up into like a hundred pieces. And yeah. one death count for Inferno. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then that, that's it. He shot up for the one episode. And now he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> was, I was weird. I thought he was in the show more, but I guess he's just gone. <laughs> so yeah, he, he gets he blown just gets up. murdered by he gets murdered by <laughs> Optimus, that would be awesome if Optimus is the only person who's ever... And then, like, in the next episode, Optimus is, like, feeling guilty about it. <laughs> I didn't mean to kill him. It was a warning shot. It's like a... It's like a it becomes like a, becomes, like, a character thing, like, that they keep revisiting for, like, the rest of the season. He has to come to terms with it. <laughs> he has some PTSD that he has to, to deal with. So, he... Optimus manages to, to shoot off another missile which connects with Megatron, sends him flying. Uh, from there, he and Air Racer both land, and Optimus uh, says, Air Racer said you needed a pick, needed a lift. And uh, Tigertron has a, has a cool little line. He says, that's another one of my nine lives that I owe her. But then she has to go and say a really corny line of, time to hit the wind. I love that line, actually. <laughs> I, I, thought was, I thought it was a really, I thought it was a really fun way to, and to like, because you know, usually it's like time to hit the road, but time to hit the wind because they're flying. I thought that was cool. I want to use that in something. <laughs> like if I ever make like a D and D campaign centered around like airships, they'll like say shit like that. I like it. That's just me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so really corny line. I guess it is, but I mean, like, I, I like right. it. I thought it was a little bit. I, Air Razor's I'm, pretty corny. I, I don't think general. there's anything wrong with liking it, though. But, she is corny, too. Uh, we showed her yeah. earlier. She's like, as, the, as what kids like to say, <laughs> ultra gear. <laughs> so they, they manage to lift off and head back towards base, and Megatron is shooting after them. And Scorponok is still sitting there. He's come back, too. He's like, they're out of range, Megatron. I was half expecting him to shoot Scorponok when he said that. <laughs> but he just turns to him and he says, gather up that junk pile and bring it to base and then find those spiders. I want to have a few words with them. And at this point, Inferno, Inferno's head managed to land on Scorponok's lap and is repeating defend the colony in different voices. And so Scorponok bonks it on the head and it finally stops. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, 
from here we we cut back to the axelon and we hear uh it's snowing. yeah yeah it's, we the ship is snow. it's covered in snow the, we got snow on the ground it's all very picturesque it's very uh, irrelevant to our current time as we yes. record this as it's just been snowing where i'm at for like several days it was fresh powder and i think you've had similar greg yeah, I wound up getting like twenty centimeters or close you're to. Not, what I you're say, not a about huge fan inches. of it. <laughs> no, twenty centimeters—that's like that's like three feet, right? <laughs> okay, not quite. It's about eight inches. For those who who are unaware of the 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 the, the metric system, that's what uh, what we have to deal with up here in Canada. So, not quite ten inches of snow. It's honestly a better system, but I'm more familiar with inches and feet because yeah. of American media. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, ours is better. I mean, because mm-hmm. it's no. America. No. It's, the, <laughs> it's a weird system. It's the English <laughs> system, and that's the official, that's the, you know, people always spoke English in America. <laughs> They've never spoken another language. Ever. Um. Also, this episode what was originally aired like in January, wasn't it? Because it was right after the mid-season break. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so, so it fits at the time of of airing as well. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. But I would say I don't know, probably a couple of feet of snow were down in that scene there. Mm-hmm. Gives it a nice Christmassy feel. I wonder if it's gonna it's gonna carry on to the next episode. I'm just gonna forget about it. Yeah, I don't know. Guess we'll see. But anyway, so we, we cut inside and Tigatron is emerging from the uh, the repair chamber. And they ask him if he's feeling better. He says extremely. And then he, he's pretty quick to say that he's going to return to his post. And uh, Optimus says that there's no hurry. Uh, Dinobot, Cheetor, and Rat Trap are out there. That says something that they have to have three guys to fill Tigatron's boots. <laughs> Well, Tigatron also kind of, or I mean, not Tigatron. Dinobot also like has been known to like do the patrolling and stuff. Maybe That's true. maybe he means to be like fair, it happened before Tigatron showed up. Yeah, yeah, at that particular line. Yeah, but also Dinobot is randomly absent in a lot of episodes, and I assumed it was because he was patrolling. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, yeah. I, I suspect that I, I suspect that it's not literally that those three are doing the job of one person. It's that there's are there's three people out there, which is enough people to patrol. You don't have to yeah. go right back to work right now. We got mm-hmm. this covered. Yeah. So we we then have um, after that, uh, Tigertron says, "Well, it's my duty," and and to be honest, I prefer the wild land. And Optimus says, well, that's your privilege. And then Air Razor is there also, she says, but it wouldn't hurt to visit us every now and then, uh, would it? He's like, no, I don't suppose it would. Aw. Yeah. So, Versioning romance. There's <laughs> <laughs> just a little, like, she gives him a little look as he leaves, and there's just like, you know, the music swell. <laughs> yeah. So he, he transforms, and he starts running off, and she... Yeah, she she gives him a, a longing look as she watches him run away. Um, we then cut back to Tarantulas's lair, and Black Arachne is there, and she's like, "I must have been insane to help you. Megatron's going to scrap us both now." And Tarantulas is like, "Megatron does not see the webs within the webs, and nor do you." 
which didn't really make much sense to me because he he doesn't want Megatron to, to know his plan. So I don't know how that really classifies as him. Maybe he's confirming that he's insane to her. I guess. No, I think he's lives? saying like he he doesn't he doesn't see the the, the real the bigger picture. I guess. Yeah, the bigger picture. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. He doesn't see what's Although coming because yeah. I think I mean they saw you know we saw it from the point of view of the Maximals, but I mean they saw the obelisk shoot out into space last episode too. The, yeah, the Predacons did. You know, he and 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 he's he's thinking you know, uh, something bad's happen. Something bad's gonna happen. I you know I, I need to get out of here and there's no way you know there's no way Megatron would listen to me because. He doesn't yeah. see. He doesn't see things. The he doesn't mm-hmm. see the big picture. Yeah. 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 Because he. That's what he alludes to. He says that there's that the planet's doomed and and Black Arachne is like, oh, so that's why you wanted it so you could build an escape ship. And then she's like, but how and why and I can help. And he just tells her to leave the lair. And she's like, oh, at least consider it. And she mentions that they would make a great team. But of course, then she turns around and starts walking away, and she mutters, "Lunatic." She doesn't even start walking away. She just turns around and goes, "Lunatic," in like a yeah. room room volume <laughs> voice. Like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got that last episode too, where she was talking about the the symbol for the traps, and like she was right beside Scorpionok, and apparently he didn't hear her. Once again, uh, the fourth and fifth laws of robotics. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Plays into nice. it again. Do you guys remember what the fifth law was? Because we said the fourth and fifth, but I remember that they can't that they have to say what they're thinking. Yeah. The fifth is that they, they do not realize they don't know that they have yeah, they what don't they're realize saying. that they're oh, okay. saying what they're okay. thinking. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Also, um yeah. I I, re- I presented this to a friend of mine who is a science fiction uh like a hobbyist writer not uh, thing or more than hobbyist submits he writes stuff. Um, and he pointed out that if this was if this was a true law of robotics, um, then everybody then uh, you'd really get you'd really know what people th- and there and there were robots that like were servicing humans. Uh, and you, as soon as any of them had any sort of snark, you would you'd know about it, and they would become way less popular. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, so yeah. She calls him lunatic. He mutters witch. And then as she leaves, he starts cackling, and that's the end of the episode. So there you go. It's like, which I'll prove her right. (laughs) (laughs) Sam, there's the episode. It was, for the most part, I thought it was a pretty good self-contained little episode there. Yeah. And I mean, it it kind of, with the end, it kind of like built up to um, your future events, too. It wasn't just Mm. self I mean, we got a new character as well. Like it, it had a. It, I felt like it had, destroyed. it had a. <laughs> it had it had good impact on the series while not being as impactful as the last two episodes. Yeah, and it, um and yeah, like Kendall said, it focuses on the villains. That's interesting. The the fight scenes were cool. Inferno is a cool character. I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. Um, because, I mean, I mean, I would if he didn't die in this episode. But. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, um, like more Tigertron and Air Racer is fun. Like, like Kendall said, like I remember them being in this way less, but they're like <laughs> they're in, like every episode. Like, <laughs> what was I thinking? Like, yeah, I like it though. I'm glad they're here. Yeah, I think I think probably when we were children and watching it in syndication, they probably played 
those first handful of episodes in very heavy rotation. Yeah. Oh, I would say so. Yeah. I think I think that must be because all, all the you know the look of the show because because it doesn't look like a desolate, formless desert that they're on anymore. Now there's a grass and stuff like that. Like the whole yeah. look at the overall look of the show. I felt like, and I remember this episode. Uh, I don't think I saw like this whole episode. I feel like I saw like part of this episode when I was a kid. I specifically remember like only seeing half of it, and I remember thinking it was later. Probably because it was in this, uh, because it was it was at the premiere of the second half of the first season. Like I remembered it being a later episode, which I guess yeah, it was after Christmas. It was after Christmas that year that I bought all the Beast Wars toys. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, there you go. There was our thoughts on the episode. It was good, and it, yeah, it, it just it did a good job of if you were just watching this episode separate. You, you could follow it. I mean, if you had some idea was what the general concept of Beast Wars was, but it also definitely there was a nod to the last episode and a nod to what's what's coming. So um, mm-hmm. there's also there's also definitely continuity. It just very well written and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I think we had a few questions for this episode. We do. Plus, we still have a few from last time. Oh, good. Okay, so... I think we had junk mail on our email folder again. Yeah, but uh, (laughs) we should answer that. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I'm not sure how to say their username. Solisip? S-O-L-Y-S-P? They actually sent us a question through Twitter. Uh, Optimus is obviously Superman, but uh, who else gets on the Transformers Justice League? Mm. Mm. Um, Cheetor is Robin or Nightwing. I say more Nightwing later, at least. I feel like um, Cheetor is uh, Impulse or Kid Flash, actually. Well, actually, that could work. I mean, like, I don't want to say much about like his character progression, but just the uh, how he becomes, how he's just kind of his kid now, and it becomes this like kind of strong, serious leader. I kind of feel like he's. At least like the the Batman the animated series Nightwing because mm. Nightwing in the comics kind of always becomes he's always kind of jovial and like mm-hmm. and cheerful, um, but yeah he 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 becomes kind of like a hard ass badass in like Beast Machines mm-hmm. for instance. So that's kind of why I compare him to uh to Robin. But I totally get what you're saying with like I mean with the speed thing even. I yeah. think and I think that that depending on uh, you that also applies to either Wally West or Bart Allen. They, I think, I think Robin and Robin and Dick Grayson and, and, and Wally West probably, if you could write, you could take a lot of the stories for either of those characters and they would be interchangeable. Um, yeah, but you, I, but I, like, I, I guess that's true. But like I said, like I'm, I'm comparing him more him to like the, the, the animated series Nightwing who becomes like quite a hard ass in like the later seasons. And like Cheetor becomes like really like, super serious like like in, in beast machines he's very like he, he almost takes on the leadership role mm. and mm-hmm. is kind of like a grim dark character almost mm. like he and that and that and i and that's why i kind of compare him more to nightwing from the animated series right like, yeah i mean nightwing does go wally or bart from uh, or dick from the comics you're you're right they're kind of mm. all have a similar arc but yeah yeah, yeah. I'm trying to place uh, Rhinox on their team. Mm. Who who would he be? 
Maybe Cyborg. Martian Manhunter. <laughs> cyborg because he's oh, black. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was you thinking because he's say a the same guy. thing with, with John Jones because in the they, they, they recently made John Jones black in his depictions. Right. I, right. I think of him as I think of uh, probably because of the the human form of him that I think of is from Smallville. So I and and obviously Supergirl and stuff yeah 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 he's definitely and in, in, in the newer animated movies he tends to make an african-american yeah. plus he's, plus he was voiced by uh by a, a he's got a a very like he's got like a deep like african-y darth vader-y voice but i mean that's not the reason why i said him i said it because I, they kind of have similar <laughs> personalities where they're like you know kind of like spiritual and and soft-spoken and uh, smart, wise. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Although you did just describe the cliche of the magical black person. I, um, I know, but that's not me. Made that <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think it's funny that both of you immediately said that. You know, if if Jordan had said Black Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That would have no basis. I don't know. Wait, I don't know. Wait, I don't know. Like, was Mister oh. Terrific ever on, on, on Justice League? <laughs> he's, he's he's I'm sure he was has been affiliated with him. He's more historically affiliated with Justice Society than Justice League. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, well, who's the Wolverine of the Justice League? Because that would be Dinobot. Would, would be. be um, who's the Hawk Girl? At least in the animated that. series, yeah, she, they, yeah. They, they literally tried to make her the Wolverine of Justice League in the animated series. Uh-huh. I mean, they yeah. said like, so like, yeah, she, so her, she's Dinobot. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, she's okay. Oh no, 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 I got this. Dinobot is Arrow, and uh, Rat Trap is uh, Hawkman because they butt heads so much and stuff, and like, depending going on, to be Arrowverse. <laughs> well. <laughs> Do, do they even meet in the Arrowverse? Do they? No, they meet in the Arrowverse yeah, for like ten seconds, and then Hawkman dies. Yeah. Uh, spoilers, um, but because uh, <laughs> no, I, I I don't even watch it, and I know about that because I heard it on all along the Watchtower. So, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but but like historically, there's there's a. I said Arrow, meaning Green Arrow, but uh, I don't think Rat Trap's like Hawkman at all, though. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Hawkman is is one of those characters that he isn't a character like he, you can write him however you want to they he, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't think, I don't think he's ever been depicted as like a snarky dude i'm always always coming kind of in straight laced yeah i well then maybe maybe you switch maybe it's maybe dinobot is hawkman and uh yeah and, that yeah, would work and, and rat trap is because green arrow yeah. normally is the sort that questions authority a lot and snarky and like right yeah. right he's he's he questions authority and gets angry but he also has a, a lighter sense of humor yeah yeah, yeah that makes and i and i could and i could see that about fitting in with that um I, I i'm more familiar i'm most familiar with the depiction of hawkman where he's like a hard ass and like kind of like aggressive yeah which is like and, and and very like stern face, which is very Dinobot. So mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, Hawkman is one of those characters that has been reinvented and inconsistently written so much that I, <laughs> my actual depiction, my actual thought of who Hawkman is is, and this is, you know, a hundred percent subjective in me. He's he's a uh, uh, Daniel Jackson from uh, Stargate, like yeah. only because he, that. What's that actor's name? 
Uh, shoot. I don't remember. He he played him in he played him in Smallville, and yeah. I don't remember how they portrayed him in in Smallville, except for that he was uh, like a e- Egypt something. So I just assume that he's Daniel Jackson. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. Uh, fair <laughs> enough. I have nothing of like who uh, the other character like Air Razor, I, which she be in Justice League. I'm not sure. I think Air Razor is, well, is Hot Girl just because be of her design. Woman? She looks exactly like Hot Girl. I, I don't feel. Girl. I feel like we're doing the thing again where we're where we're making the the. That's true. The female, female character, character yeah. for Wonder Woman, maybe for Hot Girl more. They say fit more, but like I don't see Ares as Wonder Woman at all. Like I, yeah, yeah. I just I see her as Hot Girl because she has the same powers and looks like her. I could see that. Like yeah. I mean, I again, you know, the Justice League characters. I think I mean, have they are are whatever you want them to be. A lot of them. Although I think Tigatron has a lot of similarities to Batman in that he wants to work alone. True. And then his Robin is Cheetor. Oh. It works. <laughs> I, can, I can see that. There you go. Okay. Or or uh, Tigatron is Aquaman because he's separate from the rest of the group. And Cheetor is Aqualad. No, no, no! I don't think uh, that there's that connection there. So, who's Booster Gold? I don't characters. think we've seen Booster Gold. I don't think we've seen Booster Gold in this series yet. Yeah, I'm not sure we have a Booster Gold character. Lame. Uh, we need to. Maybe Cheetor well, not, is. He's yellow. Well, not yet. I can think of possible ones that we get later that might might count. Does Aqualad ever join the Justice League? Because I know Dick does, as Batman. Mm, I think he's joined it as Nightwing, too. Maybe. I thought yeah, he, he, he led the. I think he led the Justice League as Nightwing at one point, but that may mm. be just me making stuff up. I know, I know he led it as Batman, but he didn't as... I, I'm not sure if he did as Nightwing. I thought Nightwing, he kind of had his own teams, like the Titans and the Outsiders and stuff like that. Mm. I'm not super familiar, so I'm. No, it's a little homework for the listeners. Mm. <laughs> uh, I think we should. Okay, that covers that question. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ready for another one? Yep. Because we got a couple from Eric, one from last time, and one and a new one, a uh, friend of the show, and all. And uh, his first question is. What is the ultimate party animal that a Transformer could take for its beast mode? I would say the um, the gopher from Caddyshack. That's, okay. I so, was about to go for an even more obscure reference and go Spuds McKenzie. So Ga- oh, uh, Garth Aqualad, the white Aqualad, he has been on the Justice League, according to okay. Wikipedia. <laughs> Good to know. Um, so, what do we mean party? The party is party animal referring to something that I'm not aware of. Well, it just says party animal in caps, but I'm guessing like any animal that would be awesome at a, at partying. I'd say like a monkey, or like a lemur, or something like that. Like one of those little crazy ones, or like a you spider. Mean like the monkey. one from Madagascar. Yeah, that would work. <laughs> <laughs> Kendall, do you have anything you want to chime oh, in? I mean, monkeys party. are generally playful animals too. You know what I mean? Like they just. They're I, curious and um, uh, like, is there a is there a uh, a an animal a pet that gets high in like a movie? 
that uh, one. There was yes. a Rottweiler that doesn't have bait. Ma- yeah, I think that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I feel like we fail Eric for our question. <laughs> oh, so hey, hey, quantity over quality. It's okay. <laughs> it's, uh, well, or it's, uh, Eric uh, has good questions. I'm saying we fa- we're failing him. No, no, no. no, no. That's <laughs> what I mean. Like, we answer a lot of his questions, and sometimes our answers are good, and sometimes they're not. Well, <laughs> I think we might be okay with the next one here. Um, so... Optimus Primal accepts Megatron's challenge to play a game head-to-head, board, video, card, etc., to determine the winner of the Beast Wars. What game does Megatron choose? What game would Optimus choose? I think Optimus would be Civ, as we've established earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think it would be like an RTS style. I think RTS would be Optimus's genre. Yeah. Um, so whether that be would, Civ or like another one. I would think that Megatron would be the would be the total like uh uh what's the word I'm looking for? Pretentious. The pretentious asshole and, and go for chess. Yeah. I was like, almost thinking does, like doesn't matter if he's good that. or any of that, but he's like I think he would like, act like he's really good and not be as good as Optimus. <laughs> <laughs> like he would be he would be surprised that Optimus was actually really good at chess. And he would he would constantly be like, ah, oh, you'll never be able to beat this next move and Optimus would just like move his piece forward really fast and like have the perfect move and then <laughs> and then and then, and then Megatron would be like, yes, I see what you did there, but can you counter this? And Optimus would be like, like. <laughs> but see, Optimus's problem, Optimus's problem in, and this would actually, I was thinking about it in ter- trying to make this joke uh, with the uh, real, the real-time strategy game, um, but his problem with chess would be that he would, he has no end game. So, uh, so he'd get, uh, he'd get to the point, he'd get to the point where like he's got, uh, Megatron's down to his king and like a pawn, and an Optimus has a rook and a pawn, and it should be like that's like chess one hundred and one, getting forcing your opponent into checkmate, and yet he still can't do it. And then and then uh, and then Megatron gets his pawn over to the other side of the board, gets a queen, and then they and 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 uh, but accidentally knocks his king off the board and, and forfeits. <laughs> Or somehow manages okay. to make it a stalemate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I would say I think Megatron. I chess one too, but another one that Megatron might do is more like a. Um, I don't know. Like I think of like maybe he'd be more of a violent activity, but it can't be fighting, right? So. Oh, oh, or he would. This is what he would do. He would. They would play magic, um, but Megatron <laughs> would nickel shuffle. <laughs> if you guys know what that, if you guys, uh, yeah, know what that is. I am not familiar with it. So, uh, so it just—it's actually not that complicated. If you're f- familiar at all with magic, you know that there's there's the the about a a little less than half of your deck is is your land, your mana sources. Yeah. Uh, and um, so if you do, it's called nickel shuffling. It's it's uh, pile shuffling where you do your cards in piles, which people <laughs> do because it's a thing. Um, but if you if you separate all your land and all your uh, not land um, into into two separate piles and then you put it together and then you do five exactly five piles, um, it will perfectly distribute the land in in with your in the re- with the rest of your cards so that you can so that you'll get like uh, so that you'll get a good amount of land. Um, you won't get you won't get mana screwed, which is uh, you know a thing. It it. It's uh, it's illegal in tournament tournament play to to do that, and and it's like a it's like a known cheat thing. 
Good to know. I mean, that should just be a requirement to play the game because it fucking sucks <laughs> not having any mana. Uh, so yeah, there's that question. And we've got a question from James Henson from the from the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it really had been truck not and not monkey, what would everyone's alt mode be? Would Dino not ju- Dinobot just be named Vehicle Bot? <laughs> I honestly think that they would he would be called Dinobot with a Y, as that seems to be the common per- thing they do when when they try to make him like Cybertronian, like mm. non-animal. Hmm. What, what, is, what was mode B? Uh, I think something you. military. I don't know. Yeah, I would think something military. Yeah. Uh, Cheetor would be a motorbike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That or a sports car. Um. Yeah, but I, I, I kind of feel like because maybe maybe I'm just basing off the fact that he's a cheetah and the size and everything. I feel yeah, like that's true. He would be like I motorbike. Think, I, I still think uh, Optimus would be some kind of heavy truck. Maybe not a semi, but. Like, he would still be some sort of truck. Mm-hmm. So I think if it, if it had been truck, not mucky, uh, we wouldn't be talking about it because nobody would remember <laughs> it. <laughs> it, it. Yeah, I, it's. I mean, like, honestly, one 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 cool thing about the whole animal thing is that there's a lot of varying animals. Like, you can be like, okay, like this guy's a sports car. This guy's a different kind of sports car. This guy is a different kind of sports car. This guy's a truck. This guy's a Hummer. <laughs> That's a different kind of truck. Like, I mean, and, you can and kinda, like, like, there's a lot of variety with animals. And you can have animals that are, like, the fact that they have it, like, maxim- like mammals and birds versus bugs and lizards. Uh, mm-hmm. like, like, you can kind of differentiate between the two without, like, I just, I just feel like the, the vehicles thing is just, like, you have military things that would actually be useful in a fight versus different kinds of cars and trucks. Like, it's just... Ugh. I mean, and I know that they give them guns and things, but it's just like... I don't know. I feel like... I feel uh, like the, I honestly love that about TFA, like Transformers Animated, about how, like, they make it more of a thing, even more of a difference in that, like, the Decepticons are just generally more powerful because of that, and the Autobots are more all engineers and scientists trying to use the abilities they do have... Mm-hmm. To fight a war, and I think it kind of makes it interesting. It, and it might, and it might be interesting. And I mean, I guess Beast Wars was well written enough, but I just think um, if, based off of you know, there was a there was a cartoon like because like if you're looking back in the '90s, there was a cartoon in the '80s that was successful and based on toys, and they needed something to shake things up, and so they could have either done another cartoon that was basically the same thing but computer animated or they came up with this you know this other take on the on the on the concept and because they sort of were able to they came up with this sort of innovation you know then even you know coming back to it even if they did return to it 10 years later where they were doing um vehicles and things the fact just sort of the fact that they were like this is a this is a different this is another another way you can take this i think it sort of probably opened up their Horizon made the made the the concept of Transformers as a thing much bigger. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And then I have an ob- more of an observation, but uh, we might want to chime in on this. Where Joel was w- saying, I wonder if the first drafts of Beast Wars, Rhinox was a donkey, and they realized that was too on the nose, so they changed it him to a rhino. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a very good theory, and might actually yep. be true. I would not be surprised. <laughs> 
I, I, I think they had a rhino. They had a rhino toy and they gave it a character. I mean, like, I don't think they had a donkey toy. I don't think they ever made a donkey transformer. But that is a that is funny observation. And um, let's see, Jeffrey Dale Whaley um, from the Facebook book. Uh, Facebook group asked uh, who would voice play the Maximal and Predagons in a live action movie and I think we talked about possibilities but I don't think we actually yeah we only discussed the part where it was like didn't we mention Andy Circus for Waspinator yes yes Andy Circus <laughs> was Waspinator we did that mention was, that and by that the way if I, if I was last episode we were talking about if we were characters I'd want to be Waspinator because his voice is fun <laughs> or Pterosaur um, hmm. I'm trying to remember <laughs> Who who, I I was thinking of. I can't even remember from the first time what what one of my answers. I'm, I'm honestly bad with actors. It's hard for me to just like. Yeah. Honestly, I love the original voices. Like I almost sometimes when they do this stuff where they make like oh let's make a movie out of this animated thing, but we'll get like big name actors to do. It. I'm like no, just use the original actors. They're good. Yeah. They do a good job. Just have them. Yeah. Like I. So that's kind of like my thoughts on it. But I mean like, uh fuck. But, I don't know. Like if I if I had to pick like actual people to play them instead I, of... Even then, I'm really bad at actors, so I mean, yeah. like, uh, uh, maybe, like, Liam Neeson would play Optimus, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, oh, man. see that working. Uh, yeah. Owen Wilson plays Rat Trap. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm just thinking of funny things now. Uh, and then, uh... Hold on. Who will we get to voice Dinobot? Honestly, Cheetor is the hardest thing for me, because it would be generic hot guy. You know, that's all I can think of as a young guy. I was thinking, like, Michael Sarah for Cheetor. I would yeah. love that, actually. Yeah, that, that's would, great. that would work. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of Dino. That'd be, that'd be really cute. I'd love that, actually. Michael Sarah as Cheetor. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, it would be great if... if uh... Bill Hader is Dinobot. Mm. And he'd do, do say, kind of a voice. Uh, I was going to say, Christopher Lee would have been great as Megatron, but... Oh, oh fuck! Oh, it hurt me. <laughs> when did he die? Did yeah. he die in 2016? No, yeah. 2015. Oh, was it 2015? Yeah, it was last year. I still need to get his Christmas album. Oh man, damn, that was a really good pull too. Yeah, sorry though. I was almost gonna say The Rock for Dinobot, but I think Bill Hader, Bill Hader would probably work better. I think The Rock as Dinobot would have been hilarious. Maybe The Rock or Vin Diesel as Scorponok. Ooh. Hmm. Because <laughs> he played the Scorpion King? Oh, God. No, no. So I think... Um, <laughs> I think uh, strong John- dude. I think, I, mean, Jonathan- I think Vin Diesel as Scorponok would be better, actually. I think Jonathan Frakes as Pterosaur. <laughs> because, you know, Pterosaur is Riker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's, let's get Picard to voice uh, Optimus, actually. Uh, oh, Patrick guys, Stewart? Yeah, it's Patrick Stewart yeah, Optimus. That'd yeah. be awesome. Who would we get to voice Black Arachnia? Oh, what's her name? Uh, Kristen Shaw. Is that who I'm thinking of? Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, you mean the Louise from and a couple of voices from on uh, yeah. Adventure Time? Yeah. And, uh, she's done a lot of voice work. She was on The Daily Show. Yeah. Like, um. What voice did she do in Adventure Time? She does one of Jake's kids. Her website is myspace.com slash Christian Shaw. 
Um, oh my god! Somebody can, else, somebody that uses MySpace still. I that is just what came up on Google in the like random. You know, you Google a thing, and then it's like this is some random things about that thing. Like, mm. I I really I really find it interesting because like the comedy she did on the Daily Show, she was more very soft spoken and kind of like awkwardy ish, and then she does characters that are so loud and angry and and uh, you know just bombastic. It's just kind of it's just kind of uh, surprising. Um, I thought of one for Tarantulas. Oh, okay. Willem Dafoe. Ooh. Oh, oh, that would be Ooh, good. That would be really oh, good. You know who? Willem Dafoe. You know who should actually be Dinobot? Mark Hamill. Oh, that would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I could do. I could see that. Yeah. That'd be really good. Oh man. Um. You know somebody else I was thinking of for Black Arachnia. Uh, was Olivia Munn. Okay, yeah. I think she could bring the energy for it. I'm not... uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just think I cracked myself up. What did you say? I didn't catch it. I said because she's Asian. (laughs) Oh. Gotcha. No, because 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 Black Rackney is Asian, we should get Scarlett Johansson the player. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just want to let you guys know. I just want to let you guys know. My my best friend Nick, he's he's half Asian. He said that we're allowed to watch Ghost in the Shell and like it. It's he gave me permission. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. So I just like, I, sure. I just want um, you to know. Like I mean, I understand the concerns about it, and I agree, and it does bring up a really good, interesting thing. Of, you know, the whole th- theory behind it. But I still hope the movie's good, when, mm. no matter what happens, because I would like to go see it, yep. and I would like it to be good. I mean, it you know looks really good. Trailer? I think it looks really mm. good. You know, what, you know what pissed me off about the trailer, though, is that, like, okay, like, okay, we'll take Ghost in a Shell, and we'll make it an American story. Fine. Okay. Except there's still tons of Asian imagery in it. Is it still in Asia? Like, why is all, why, why is every major character white? Like, yeah, uh, and like it's it's yeah. like when they had the Avatar: The Last Airbender, and you were in the Sovereign Water Tribe, and literally everyone, every every extra is played by uh, people who at least look like they may be from Inuit descent, except for the three main characters, the grandmother and the two kids. Though they're white, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, that annoying that that annoys me the most. Like if you're yeah. gonna take it and make it American. I don't agree with that, but if you're going to do it, just fucking do it. Like, mm-hmm. And maybe have nods to like the Asian uh, uh, culture that the story came from, but not make it so much like, clearly viewers, these are white people in an Asian story. Like, I, I, that bothers me. So, but, speaking of, so speaking of inclusion, which, uh, which characters do you think would be gender swapped in, uh, in, a, in a live action movie? Because, I mean, obviously there's going to be... There's, yeah, well, obviously, Air Racer. There's going to be at well, least one I, more. Let's say, let's say you, that they're doing it, and there's going to be one more uh, female on the on the I'd like a girl rat track maximals. Yeah, I, I think that would be interesting. Rat track would be cool. I think either that or a female Rhinox. That'd work too. Yeah. yeah. So. I'd girl say, Dynamo, I make them all girls. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It all would be interesting. Oh, a girl. girl Di- see, but here's the problem with a girl Dinobot. Then there definitely would be a love story between Dinobot and Optimus. 
Would it be between I'm, Dinobot and Optimus okay, or Dinobot okay. and Rattrap? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, I, I think it would be more so Dinobot and Rattrap. Yeah, maybe either either one, depending on how they ha- how they handle it. If, but we're ta- would... if we're talking about if we're talking about current Transformers movies, there wouldn't be because they wouldn't characterize the robots at all. They would just have to no. be well, yeah. But I'm giving, <laughs> but yeah, but they didn't have Christian Shaw voicing uh, uh, Black Arachnia in the current in the Mike. This isn't a Michael Bay Transformers movie. This is like this is a J.J. Abrams Transformers movie. Be. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm hoping it wouldn't be, but directed by Michael Bay if they ever did it. Um, <laughs> and what about? But oh man, I had okay. And so, I would say for the Predacons, either either Scorponok or um, or or Pterosaur would be the the one that was gender swapped, um, and it would be like a uh, sort of female second in command, kind of the person who's really pulling the strings, sort of thing. Or or either that, or they would portray Black Arachnia as like the second in command. Yeah. As like a competent second in command, right, right, right. As the well, yeah, maybe, you know, she, I, maybe she even is um the 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 superior officer to Tarantulas in that, and like Tarantulas is like annoyed with her because he's always because she's always like ordering him to do shit. I could see that because mm. mm. in this in this version, he's like the one who created her. Like it's kind of a power dynamic. Yeah. Well, um, maybe he's still the one that created her, dynamic. but she has worked her way up in the ranks. Maybe, and it's and it's revealed in the second movie. There's a flashback of him creating her from scratch, or from a spark or a protoform or whatever. Well, if they wanted to do her original arc, they would have to definitely do something with that. Yeah, and oh yeah, and man, man, the idea of just yeah, I mean, the idea of just really playing up the like the trench warfare aspect of of the of the show. No humans, just just uh, just CGI. You know the best kind of CGI, like kind of like what they tried to do with with Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within, like a million years ago, <laughs> like where it's just like it's a computer animated movie, but it's but it's like the absolute highest. You know, try to be try to make it real, super crazy realistic. Speaking of which, Kingsglaive got pretty fucking close in terms of the visuals. Like, holy shit, that looks a good looking movie. I mean, it's not, and I, and I personally think it's a pretty decent movie all on its own too. I actually got to work with the program that they used to make Final Fantasy Spirits Within when I was in college. I got to tinker around with it a Speaking bit. Speaking of which, King's Glaive is a Final Fantasy movie. I'm not sure if that was Because <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sound. I kind of felt Kendall being like, what the fuck's that? I'm not sure if that. Like, nah. I, don't know. I don't know what movies are. What Final no, Fantasy it, it's, are. It's a, it's, a, it's a movie that has to do with Final Fantasy XV. It actually ties oh. oh, okay. That was one thing that's good about the movie is that it, it again, this is just my opinion. Maybe some people hate the movie. I don't know what the opinion of it is in general, but like uh, the it it it's about it's both about Final Fantasy, which is what Spirits Within's problem was that it wasn't actually about Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. and it has an actual story, which was not like Final Fantasy Seven having children, which well, but was about Final Fantasy was kind of just all style and no substance. Yeah. I feel like Kingslave has enough substance, but while still having lots of style, and is about Final Fantasy enough to be a, a pretty enjoyable Final Fantasy movie. And we'll just, that was a tangent. Let's go back. To <laughs> John, you want to start a podcast called "Let Me Tell You About Final Fantasy," where you I can would explain love Final that. Fantasy to me. <laughs> I, I'd have that to like would... 
play all the games though, like fully. <laughs> I have only like I'm like I'm like oh, Final Fantasy One. I'll play this for a couple hours and never touch it again. That kind of thing. Right? <laughs> I'm definitely gonna play Final Fantasy One when I get my my NES Mini. It's a cool game. I, I want to play it. It's just it's just it's it's a tough game. Okay. Do we have uh, any others? Okay. One more question from uh, from K Hirsch at Lady K Hirsch on Twitter. Uh, they specifically asked, "What Beast Wars character do you want to see get a masterpiece figures besides Primal and Cheetor and Tigertron because that's inevitable?" And I know we answered this before, but I kind of remembered some something else that I would actually like to see. And if anyone has like you know anything they wanted to add to it or 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 bring up. I thought that it would be nice to to uh, re-answer the question. But no, we haven't come across the character yet. We don't get him till third season. But I'd love to see Death's Charge. Oh, that's a, that's a good one because he's he's got because he's, he's like triple the, the changer. But what I was thinking of was uh, and just because you know random craziness, but uh, Tiger Hawk. Oh, that would be, be an interesting too. one. That'd be. We're talking about. Are we talking about Sorry, I missed a question because I was thinking about oh. Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they asked, "What Beast Wars character do we want to see get a masterpiece fig besides Primal and Cheetor?" Okay, um, I mean, Dinobot. Any of the main cast would be really cool, honestly. Mm. Uh, Dinobot would be cool. I, I would more like look at the show a little bit because like, the original Dinobot toy is kind of like janky looking. Yeah. Um, hmm. Guys, continue. I'm thinking still. I mean, I think I, I think I said this thing the 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 whatever line you said. I think I looked at some of them that we saw and I didn't like it. So yeah. I don't think any of them should be that. I think that they should just re-release, like like do classic, like do the old mold of of Rhinox and you know and Rhinox and and the others. Um, I mean. Black Rectin kind of had one already, so I would have said her too, but it was Japanese only or whatever. The one that we found. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess Black Arachnia and uh, and Air Razor and um, uh, uh, Pterosaur could use versions of the figures that were closer to what was More, on the show. Yeah. But re- I mean, really, like most of the most of the figures from that original run just are good. And I just want I don't want I don't want hair. I don't want it to look like there's extra points of articulation. <laughs> I don't want you know, I just would want the the old, you know, the the exact old mo- old mold and you know, some of them being a little bit cheaper looking and some of them being nicer looking. Um but I mean just well, just you know what? Yeah. I want both. I want to be able to buy the old toys and have cool new versions of the toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I probably wouldn't buy either of them, so I'm not for this. I'm not the target market, I guess. Uh, I got one more question for you guys that I thought of because when I woke up, who would win in a fight? My Legends series Red Ranger with the Red Ranger shield, or my Megatron toy that doesn't have the missiles? Oh, those missing those missiles puts them at a. Yeah, definitely at a disadvantage. I'm going to go with the philosophical argument in that, like, what Power Rangers is about is, like, fighting unsurmountable odds and and winning over with your 
bullshit powers. <laughs> and so he would just bullshit power. Yeah, I mean, he does have the he does have the 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 Green Ranger shield on, so that yeah. does make him extra powerful. And also, he could just I mean, like he wouldn't because you're not supposed to like you know uh, escalate. He could just summon the Dino, I mean, the Dragon Zord. Uh, but I don't own a Dragon Zord, so he would be able to. So, oh, that's interesting. So it's, it's rules based off of like. It is what the, the toy actual toys have. Yeah, yeah. Oh, then yeah, definitely the Red Ranger still though, because he said yeah. he's lacking missiles, so uh, that's a big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was. I think I was on the same page too. I have a question too, <laughs> and I kind of wanted to give the, the listeners a chance to ask it, but, but fuck it. Uh, what we talked about, like the the game genre that Optimus would most like is RTSs. What genre do you think the other characters would like? Rat Trap plays either poker games or fighting games, as we've seen in this, as we will, we have, and we will see in the series. <laughs> Cheater probably just plays a lot of racing games. I was going to say racing for Cheater too, yeah. and button mash, mashing uh, fighting games. Oh my God, Dinobot would be a COD player. Yes, and he would scream into his mic all the time. <laughs> oh, Call of Duty. Okay. Yeah, it took me a minute. Um, so, uh, Tigertron would be the guy that doesn't play video games. He's like, I don't, I've never True. played. They'd be like, What? Like, yeah. you've never played? He's like, No, I've never played Mario. What's Mario? Why would you? Why would you play? Go fishing in a video game when you can just do it in real life. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I, even though I don't think the the tech supports it at all, I would really love the idea that that. Uh, Rhinox plays dating sims and other visual novels. <laughs> oh my god. No, I just, in my mind, I thought of a, a person that I know and the types of... He, he, not, not just dating, not da- dating sims, but, but totally, he would totally be into, into like the Telltale games, I guess is, is what I'm saying. Because I know a fat person who is into Telltale games, and, uh, and that's just like Rhinox. Is that what you said? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> um, but no, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, cool, good answers. And, uh, and, and of course, Ares is into JRPGs. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm glad one of them is, because that's me. It's my jam. <laughs> All right. So no other questions this week? Nope, that was it. Okay. Managed to get through them all. Yay. Yay. Uh, does anybody have anything they would like to plug this week? Uh, actually, um, I want to. I've made a huge mistake. Pod podcasts. I helped out on do like an episode that basically came out Monday this week. So, oh, awesome! Yeah, we we did the. Uh, it's an Arrested Development rewatch blog, and we, we talked about um, out on a limb uh, season two, which is actually kind of like a big. Well, basically, in the last like three minutes of. Of that episode is when Buster goes swimming in the ocean and a Lucille comes after him, <laughs> but they like throw it off at the very end. But there's so much setup to it, and that's also the return of uh, the Maggie Lizer character that's played by uh, um, Julia Lewis Dreyfus. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it's a good episode. There was some good jokes in there that I completely forgot. I also completely forgot about, uh, like, totally missed the joke about Skip's church, which was like a a, a place where a lot of people went to on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> and but it was it it was it was just a fun. It was just real a lot of fun. We we talked a lot about the episode. Awesome, good. Uh, John, you got anything you wanted to plug? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got my dangerchat.tumblr.com, uh, at John R 76 on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch, and on my personal blog, johndart.com, which I also reblogged on Danger Chair, so if you don't want to go to that blog, you can find it on Danger Chair. Um, I wrote an article about Final Fantasy 15 because I was yes. I was playing it and and I was I was thinking about how much I was enjoying the downtime and how it felt like it was improving the game and it made me think about how shitty downtime is in most Western RPGs where it feels like it's just thrown in there mm-hmm. to, to check a box and I wrote an article about that. I'm not sure if I'll ever write a gaming article ever again or if that has any le- if that has any like. Um, if I'm going to go that direction with with my future uh, work, uh, or I'm just going to stick to drawing pictures. But I had fun writing it, and I and I just had to write it. Like I was, I tried to go to sleep, and I just kept thinking about these thoughts, and I got it on paper, and I think it turned out okay. I read it, and I thought it was really good. Thank you, mm-hmm. Kendall. How about you? Uh, just um, I've been doing more of the uh, ukulele stuff on YouTube. Uh, K Hallman on YouTube, K H A L M A N. I'm also at K Hallman on Twitter, K H A L M A N. I uh, the other night tried to live tweet watching the uh, er, the theatrical versions of the original trilogy of Star Wars <laughs> on VHS. So it looks so bad. Like I haven't watched the those the that version. And I mean, part of it is because it was on VHS tapes. But it, like it looked like it looks like if you were like if. If if Harrison Ford was a guest on Saturday Night Live and they did a parody of Star Wars, that's how that's how it looked in the eighties. That's how like that's how like a lot of it looked, especially especially in New Hope. Just look, and it's like they ch- all the stuff they changed. It's so much like all the the planets exploding. The, the we did the special effects is better. The extended scenes and the stuff with where they're like entering Mos Eisley and stuff. It's like. Is everyone who ever has said anything bad about special edition is wrong? Even mm. even Han shooting Greedo looks terrible. It's like it's like there was like a sparkler on the uh, like a firecracker went off on the table. It does not look mm. like he shoots like anybody shoots anything. It's like a firecracker goes off on the table and then Greedo falls down. It's oh man, he's still shot though. Well, and Greedo didn't <laughs> shoot for for. Yeah, I mean, for 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 storytelling and character reasons, I understand that. But you, like, it looks so bad that it's I don't care. I want to specify too that it it should be Han shot, not Han shot first. Yeah, I'm. You don't yeah, shoot I know, at all. I know. Some mm-hmm. people say that. Yeah, he's <laughs> but um, on him. I, I um, I'd like to see them myself to, to make a judgment. But I I I I think that's interesting because it, it it there probably is a lot of stuff in there that. They did for the better. It just—it seems like they also cluttered it with extra stuff that they didn't. Yeah. But uh, who knows? I mean, I'll have to watch it myself. And, and I, I don't know how I'd get a hold of it. But. The the biggest thing is the biggest thing. Is, we'll just go to a used go go to half price books. That's why. That's how I did it. It's not that. I don't, hard you, don't, you, just you don't understand, Kendall. Where I live, it doesn't have that. <laughs> well, uh, okay. Well, yeah. Go Maybe on, Rio's you know. video store has the original tri- but, trilogy. But but anyway, any, also also, yeah. I mean, the thing is, the thing is, if you watch. The remaster, the various remastered versions when they came out, the you know the the special edition, then the DVD, then the Blu-ray. Like those, the movies look like modern movies. Like the look mm-hmm. of the, you know, just sort of the 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 look of the filming and the look of the some of the special effects, some of the things that they added. And I mean, yeah, I mean, Ewoks didn't really need to blink, 
Um, but but it's I mean, just a, it sounds it sounds like the fidelity is just better and like some of the yeah. more background stuff that you wouldn't really think about mm-hmm. looks better, yeah, which that's... is cool. It, it sounds like they did a really good job on those aspects of the special editions. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's cool. the big thing. People just focus on the and there's really not that many moments. I mean, that's that's why you can name them all. You know, it's it's the in in, in uh, a New Hope. It's the big ones are the entrance into Moss Eisley, and that doesn't. The, the special edition CG stuff doesn't age very well, but also the entrance into Moss Eisley looks like garbage because it's like bad stop motion. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and, and then you have the Han shooting Greedo. You have the, the Jabba scene that was cut, which maybe that was oh, extra. Yeah. Um, and then you have the two, the, when Alderaan blows up, when Alderaan blows up, it looks so bad. Um, <laughs> but you, you have the, the two planets blowing up, um, and they they time that out way better, and then there's also some stuff at the end that it just looks better. But then across the board, it's just yeah they made the they made the film look better each time they remastered it. They actually remastered it in a way that like most other films that hasn't been a thing. And then there were a handful more changes in and and and, yeah, and obviously there were more changes in in Empire and Jedi. But uh, and then there were a few more changes with the DVD, and then there were a few more with the. Um, with, with the, the Blu-ray, Blu-ray, most notably you know, e- uh, Ewoks blinking. If you had if you had the mind to do it, you could probably write your own article about how special edition is that bad and probably be good read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, by the way, I, was, I, I I hate to go back to my plug, but I didn't mention the name of the article, which is "Interrupting the Adventure: What Final Fantasy XV Could Teach Western RPG." Yes, want to throw that out there? Damn. There you go. I'm going to plug, uh, of course, always our uh, lovely network, uh, Audio Entropy at audioentropy.com. Always appreciate being a part of it. And uh, they've been very welcoming. And of course, all the shows that they've got there, uh, we invite everybody to come and take a look. Uh, We are up to 13 different podcasts on the network now. We have one just launched, I think it was last week or the week before. That's the, say it the might have been last long week. form improv thing with or or scripted. Yes, Cosmic Call. That's a new one with the uh, with Luke and uh, if I remember, it's uh, Luke. Yeah, it's Luke and Ashley. So we got Luke from TWA and Let's Place and Let Me Tell You About Series, and then we have Ashley, who uh, of course is on uh, To Labor Prize, and she's on. Um, I think that's her main one. She does. Although, the, does isn't she also on? Let me tell you about. I think she's on. Let me tell you about Homestuck as well. Isn't she the that one that's telling you about Evangelion? Yeah, and then uh, TMR as well. She's on TMR as well. So yeah, they just uh, had that. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it myself yet. I'm hoping to try and do that this week. Um, but so now we got 13. So now we have to worry about three other podcasts knocking us out of the top ten. <laughs> Well, we are the the best on audio and entropy that starts with a W. We'll go with that. It really <laughs> makes me feel bad that we're last alphabetically. Every time I go there, and we're last on the list. I'm like, oh, last alphabetically, but not in people's hearts. We should we'll change, change our name to One we'll Warren Beast Podcast. <laughs> um, I'll also plug um, John. I link. I, I shared John's uh, blog post on our Facebook group. So if anybody's having difficulty finding it, uh, just go to our Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com slash, or if you search Warren Beast Podcast, you can definitely find it there. 
Uh, or if you want to go on to our Twitter, we always love uh, getting messages from folks on Twitter. Uh, we are at Warren Beast uh, on Twitter. Is it at Warren Beast or is it at Warren Beast Podcast? I don't know. It's one in the morning. It's, it's hard for me it's to at tell. Warren Beast is the is the Twitter, uh, and the uh, Facebook group is Warren Beast Podcast. Maybe we should. Okay. Maybe on Audio Entropy, we should just spell our yeah. podcast in binary. Then we would be first <laughs> alphabetically. <laughs> it makes you feel any better. Teenagers of attitude. Going to the, all that trouble flash. now. It makes you feel any better. Teenagers of attitude. The flagship title of the of the site is like the fourth to last. Yeah, so. but they don't need to That's have their egos true. boosted anymore. <laughs> they're like the elder statesman podcast. They're like, they're like the Simpsons of of uh, of audio entropy. Like they'll always be there. They'll always be the. They're like, or well, no, maybe not the Simpsons. They're like the McDonald's of audio entropy. They've they'll definitely always market. be there. They'll never run out of content. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I was trying to make an analogy and it didn't work. <laughs> so there you go. It's been another week. We've got another episode down. We only have eight more episodes of season one to go. You know, Sounds so close. It yeah, it does. Still eight weeks, but seems really close. <laughs> You're powering through this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And of course, if anybody wants to comment or rate or subscribe, please feel free to do so. We're on U- on iTunes. We're on Google Play. Uh, you can check us out. Our RSS feed is on the audio, audio entropy website as well so if you don't want to use itunes or anything like that but you have your own podcasting app go straight to the website and you can copy and paste the link right in there and get us subscribed we are always appreciative and as well if you if you like what you hear and you want to try and you know uh help the the network out we do have a donate link on the audio entropy website so uh yeah anytime you you feel like you want to reach out and support a, a podcast that doesn't advertise really or anything like that. Uh, though hey, uh, we're we're always. I like swag, so you know if Loot Crate wants to come on and and sponsor the show or, <laughs> or anything like that, or if I can get a free mattress from Casper Mattress or something, that's always good. So there you go. It's been a week. It's late, so thankfully I don't have to do any more shoveling tonight. But yeah, for Warren Beast, I've been Greg. I've been John. I've been Jordan. And I've been Kendall. Let's roll. So who's Worf? <laughs> <laughs> That's the ending line right there. 